We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. In drafting R.J. Barrett, the Knicks added another piece to the offseason puzzle. But now, the real games begin. The 2019 NBA free agent class is one of the most star-studded in league history. The biggest class since 2010 has the potential to alter the league for years to come. The Kristaps Porzingis trade was one that rocked the NBA. Many had anticipated the Unicorn's eventual return to the Knicks, but in the blink of an eye at the trade deadline, KP was shipped out to Dallas in a blockbuster trade, leaving the fan base looking for answers and the future of the Knicks very cloudy. What the trade did do was allow the Knicks to free up an estimated $67 million in cap space, enough to afford two max free agents or two superstars to help this team turn the corner at an accelerated rate towards contention. With that, the media hype began to swirl, with many speculating that the Knicks would soon land Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So much has changed in the last few months. A catastrophic injury, a new NBA champion, and a little brother hell-bent on winning the hearts of the city. It seems like the momentum has been lost. So what happens if we strike out? What happens if we don't get any of our top targets this offseason? And we've been down this road before, almost 10 years ago, praying for a franchise savior, only to be sorely disappointed. Um, and this fall, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. So we turned to the shiny new things, but it never really turned into gold. Just more hollow victories at the expense of our future. But this time, things seem different. The new regime has stated many times that they will only go after their top targets and won't settle for overpaying second and third tier stars. 
Instead, the focus will be on the youth movement, developing our young players, and using the cap flexibility and additional assets to continue to build the team. Hey, maybe one of these guys becomes the superstar that we surely need in this city. The new regime is preaching patience, but for a fan base that hasn't seen a championship in 46 years, there's always hope that the time is now. So now, we wait. Ah, oh, man. You know what, man? I had to play my video anyway because I was damn proud of it. But, man. I'm uh I'm hurting right now, man. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you guys, man. I'm hurting right now. I uh can't believe it, man. I I can't believe it. You know, we we waited all this time for a decision. They made the announcement that he was gonna make the decision at 6 p.m. on free agency. Kyrie had already made his announcement. They said, well, Katie's not going to follow somebody else. And then this. Uh, you know, listen, I, I don't care if he's not playing this year. I don't care if he's showing up next year with one leg behind his back. The fact that he's going to the Nets. Let me tell you guys something, man. This is 10 times worse than the decision. 10 times worse than the decision. As we got Moke coming through. Moke, what's going on, man? Can you hear me? You Can you hear me, Moke? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, all right. I'm about to set you up, man. I'm just, just going in right now on, on, on this rant. Um, yeah. What? what? So when am I actually gonna come on at yeah, six? No, you're gonna be on. You're gonna be on right now, unless you, unless you uh, unless you need time. If you need time, uh, I, I could bring you in at six. It's okay. Yeah, I was kind of more expecting six. Cause I have a I have a lapel mic that I wanted to. Okay, all right. So, use, so yeah. I'm so when you're ready, just what, uh, about, just what about the lighting? The lighting is okay. Yeah, lighting, a, lighting is perfect. That's cool too. Is this better? Yeah, that's better. That's better. And this frame is good. Yep, frame is good, man. So when you're ready, just give me a thumbs up, and, I, and I'll bring you in. All right. I kind of wonder if I should try to – I don't have anything I can rest on. But, okay, yeah, I'll um, I'll give you the thumbs up. All right, cool. All right, that's Moke Hamilton. He's getting ready. But, uh, listen, man, I'm tight. I I'm tight, man. There's no other way around it. I I'm tight. Uh, obviously, they said that the Nets would be in position to get this done. You know, give credit to them. They made the moves necessary to uh, get themselves in this position to get their two max free agents. And, and they got it. They got it, man. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm, dis, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in disbelief, man. I can't lie. I'm in disbelief, man. This, this is ten times worse than the decision. Ten times worse than the decision. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys this right now. This is ten times Worse than the decision. Call me up. Lines are open. 657-383-1509. I'm going to get Moke into the stream. Call call me up right now. Let me know what you guys are thinking about this. Uh, I'm, I'm stunned, man. 
I, I'm stunned. There's no way around it. Uh, Will from L.I. Will, g- give me some thoughts here, man. What's going on, bro? Yo, CP, um, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I'm in New York City right now. Trying to, uh, trying to tie with two friends or whatever. Yeah. Got my Knicks hat on. I've been laughed at five times just walking down the street. <laughs> don't be, hey, don't be afraid to swing on them, Will. Don't be afraid to swing on them, man. I got your legal fees, man. Don't let them yo, clown you like that, man. Yo, yo, CP, this is horrible. My gut hurts. I told my friends, like, listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm going home. Went to the closest bar. I'm gonna drink myself a little something, something. <laughs> Ease the pain. I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna drink some more. Yo, this is BS, son. This is absolutely ludicrous. And it's like, it's I don't know, man. I, I'm a loss for words. I'm at a loss for words, bro. Like, I got no words to give. I, I'm not flipping. I'm not going to be a Brooklyn Nets fan. No, of course not. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's never happening. That's never going down. You know what I'm saying? But it's, I'm not flipping. You know, listen, you have to admit it regardless of, I had the spreadsheet. I had the spreadsheet. You, you, I've been fighting people since the year began about Katie Cummins. My text messages are blowing up right now, just laughing emojis yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they're gonna cloud, they're gonna laugh. Cloud that. Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman already got off talking about the best move he could have made. It's like I'm just I'm a Knicks fan to the end of the day, but right now the whole world is gonna be laughing at us. And at the end of the day, Knicks fans just gotta know that it is what it is. It is what it is, man. The we just we just gotta ride right the wave. Now. We just got to ride the wave, man. I'm going to just leave it out there, man. I'm a lot for words, man. I'm going to let you get to it. You know, I'm going to let you get to it. But it's going to be hard times coming. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Hang in there, Will. Get home safe, man. Uh, Will do. I'll talk my best, man. I'll talk my best. All right, man. All right, man. Later. All right. Mo, how you looking? You still need a little bit more time? Okay. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's bring in Mo. Hang on one second, Moke. Let me, let me uh, switch, get your screen in ready here. I, I can't believe this, man. Oh, unbelievable, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat once again. This is uh, Knicks Fan TV, the uh, the hotline for, for depressed Knicks fans. Hang in there. This is, this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. Uh, Moke, give me two seconds. Let me get you right in here. Okay. All right, joining me right now, as promised, as promised to deliver Mo Hamilton from the Athletic. Mo, hey, how you feeling right now, man? What what happened, Mo? What happened, man? Make make sure I look make sure I look good, man. Yeah, you're you know proper, man. You're proper. Yeah, you you good. You good to go, man. I just I just got the fresh lineup uh, okay. a couple of days ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. of course, of course, man. I had to make sure I look good for the day you, but, um, the funeral. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I think for New York basketball generally and for the Eastern conference and for the NBA that Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving 
reportedly, and we have to continue to use that word reportedly, just because as of right now, as we speak, you know, it is not yet 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, you know, technically, a lot of decisions and stuff like that should not have been made at this point. You know what I mean? But for basketball generally in New York City, you know, I think this is a very good day. Obviously, for the Brooklyn Nets franchise, it's probably the biggest day, if not the biggest day, one of the biggest days in franchise history. So from, from that regard, you know, you got to feel good about it as a fan of the league and as a fan of the Brooklyn Nets, obviously. Now, if you're a New York Knicks fan, that's a whole nother story, you know. Um, I will say this for Knicks fans. So I was, for those that might not know me, might not be familiar with me, you know, I was born and raised in in, in Long Island, in Hempstead specifically, mm-hmm. you know. And, right right um, next door to me, man. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, my parents are Jamaican nationals, yep. you know. So same, I'm first, same here. I'm a first-generation American myself. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Ewing in my house was that obviously. That was our guy. You know what that I mean? That was our so, guy, man. That was our so, hero. You know, Exactly. So mm-hmm. I grew up, you know, I grew up watching this team. You know, I grew up um, as a as a fan of the, of the team. And the way that things kind of played out for me was, um, you know, one thing led to another. And I got involved in the media, you know, which has been a blessing, obviously. And for me personally, you know, I wouldn't really necessarily say that I'm a fan of the team anymore for a number of reasons. But but I am a fan of Knicks fans. And I'm a fan of Knicks fans' loyalty and their passion. And as someone that grew up in New York City, you know, I see that very, very well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so in that regard, I find myself wanting good things to happen for the team, for the fans, you know? So specifically for Knicks fans, I do think it's fair to say that Today is a devastating it's day. It's tough, man. This is worse than the decision to me, Moke. This is worse than LeBron coming in our backyard at the Boys and Girls Club right behind the Knicks training facility to say I'm taking my talent to South Beach. To have Kyrie Irving and not even give you a meeting and then Kevin Durant rehabbing right in the city and to have both of them choose the Nets. I mean, as you say, reportedly so. That, that's a tough blow. That's a tough blow, man. Yeah, and, and I think what makes it worse than that is just the, the – the, I mean, there are a couple of things. So, for me, the first thing that I would kind of look at and say is what is most unfortunate about it is the blown Achilles. Right. Because I was actually on ESPN Radio co-hosting with Anita Marks on Saturday, the day before – ESPN Radio in, in New York, 98.7 mm-hmm. FM. And – you know, I was kind of letting Anita know some of the things that I'd heard, you know, and, and what I can tell you based on what I hear on the grapevine and what I heard from from a few people. And, and this is kind of obvious, right, was the Achilles tear changed the entire equation. Mm. But a less obvious piece to that was, from what I understand, it, it, it made Kevin Durant somewhat reluctant to commit to coming to New York by himself. Mm. It, it kind of went from him feeling like he was the show and he was the guy to being like, okay, well, I know I need somebody to come with me mm-hmm. now. The, the, the extent to which he and Kyrie Irving agreed to come to New York back in March or after the Porzingis trade or whatever, I can't really comment on that. But what I can say was that the injury, from what I understand, changed the way that Durant felt 
about what he himself could accomplish by himself. Right. And I think that Kyrie's, for whatever reason, along the way, Kyrie deciding to go to Brooklyn, I, I think that had a lot to do with the report that we saw from Adrian Wojnarowski that Kevin Durant was now talking to Kawhi Leonard about right. the Right. You know, if you if you read those tea leaves, to me it kind of suggests that Durant thought that it was he and Kyrie that were going to be relocating to New York, assuming that part of it was true. Right. And that at some point, Kyrie said, well, look, if you want to go to the Knicks, that's fine, but I'm going to Brooklyn. So so maybe that's what swayed him to Brooklyn, what was the, the fear of, of coming here, being by himself. I mean, it's realistic. I mean, let's be honest. You know, let, let, let's, you know, take emotions aside and be honest here. The Nets put themselves in a good position to, to get this done. They, they have a good coach. They competed hard. They won 40-plus games, got a six seed. They have much better role players and supporting cast right now. For KD coming back next year, it is a better position for him. If, if you know, all that happened and Kyrie decided to go. Right. And by next year, we mean next year mm-hmm. as in calendar year. Yeah, right? calendar year. Uh, yes, yes. Cal- calendar year. Right. Right, right. And then, and as far as you know, let's 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 be honest here. You know, as people that that grew up watching this franchise and people that grew up watching this team, I mean, in terms of legacy, which player can you really say has ever come to New York and left with a better legacy than None. what he had before he None. came? They they all know? they it all goes to go into the garbage from Ewing to Marbury to Carmelo, KP. Everybody leaves. In Amari, disgrace, Amari as well. Everybody leaves in disgrace, man. Everybody right. leaves in, in 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 some sort of turmoil or negative energy, man. Right. So 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 it's not for me logically. Mm. It's not difficult to understand the decision. Yeah. So as a Nick fan, really, what your challenge is now at this point would be to, you know, Brandon Tyranny. Brandon Tyranny is a guy that. Mm-hmm. I've known for a long time, but I, I, I'm not friends with, with BT, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but he, he put up a tweet that I actually kind of liked mm-hmm. just, just not too long ago. You know, BT said, you got to just take it on the chin, get up and just move on. Yeah. And that's what you got to do as a Nick fan. Now, obviously, it's going to hurt for a long, long time. But but the one thing that maybe you can find some comfort in as a Nick fan is, you know, I've been around long enough to remember a lot of super teams, quote unquote, super teams that came together. You know, Mm -hmm. you think about Steve Nash and Dwight Howard joining Kobe in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Carl Malone, Gary Payton. Well, yeah. But at least those guys got to the final. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like if you if you talk about expectations relative to what they actually accomplished, that team with Dwight Howard and Steve Nash and Kobe and those guys, I mean, that team didn't even come close to fulfilling the expectations that we had, you know? And and, and I mean, that's just the the example that comes to mind immediately. But the point is this, when something happens and we make predictions about where we expect that team to go or how good we expect them to be, a lot lot of the time we're wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that we're going to be wrong about the Nets, you know? I think at this point, it's a safe bet to assume that once Kevin Durant gets back on the floor with that team, that those guys will probably be the favorite in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think I think Giannis will have something to say about that. Mm-hmm. Whether or not Kawhi resigns in Toronto, I think that'll 
obviously have a, a big impact on that. But from where we sit right now, it's fair to believe that about the Nets. But yeah. history is littered with examples of teams that we had high expectations of yeah. that don't live up to it, number one. But also, history is littered with examples of trades that happen and transactions that happen that when they do, we think one thing and it ends up going ends completely up left. It ends yeah. up being other way. That's true. That's true. And, 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 and a good example of that mm. is Paul George's trade to the Thunder, right? right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people felt that the Pacers got cents on the dollar back. But now a few years later, Victor Oladipo is an all-star and DeMantis Sabonis is uh, one of the more productive role players in the league. So I only say all that to say, as far as the Knicks are concerned, right? and, yeah. and Knicks fans, the challenge would be to focus on the positives right now. Yeah. And the positives is that unlike 2010 with LeBron, the Knicks didn't, well, they did trade away Porzingis right. to get the cap space. And right. that's something that I think is the worst part of all of this is now it's just like, wow, well, then what was the point of trading Porzingis yeah. away? Well, right? on, I mean, on the flip side, you know, Listen, we, we, we still don't know the absolute truth, right? We, we hear the Knicks side, we hear a little bit of KP side, but we don't really know the truth, right? But what we hear is that he didn't want to be here. Right. So, you know, my thing is, could they have, you know, mended fences or, or could the Knicks have tried a little bit harder to mend fences? I guess maybe. But to me, it's like the trade had to be done regardless of what the, the stakes were in the, in the future, yeah. Well, well, based on what I know, based on what I know, I can tell you that the relationship soured to the point where Chris Tapps did not want to be here. Right. In terms of not knowing the truth or knowing the truth or whatever, like he definitely did not want to be here. He made that clear to the organization. Yeah. I think if you want to second guess that decision, what you should ask yourself was what extent should the Knicks have gone to to make things right with Porzingis to yeah. the fact that he would have wanted to right. be here. Right, right. But if that, if that meant hiring his medical team, if that meant giving him his own personal security, mm-hmm. if that meant giving his brother long, his long staff access, right? you know what I mean? If they, if it meant those things, the question that you have to ask yourself as a New York Knicks yeah. is whether or not you should have just done whatever it took to keep that guy happy. Right. But 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 the point is this: the past is the past. Yeah, and. It's as we it's, speak. You know, it's hard. It's hard to. It's just hard to, to move it forward, Mo. You know because especially right now, right now, man. So Seventeen win happened. season. The the lottery didn't go our way, but we came around to RJ. We're optimistic about RJ. But you know, all all year, the focus, the attention was on getting these max players. The organization was was confident. I don't. I wouldn't say that they let us on, but they were confident in, in this as well. So, like you said, logically, it makes sense. But emotionally, it, it hurts, man. It's a kick yeah. to the guts, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, now, what I was what I was getting at with with all of that mm. is, right now, the Knicks are in a different position they than they were in in 2010, right? Yeah. So, in terms of the cap flexibility, in terms of, you know, this is a team that what did they win last season? Seven, 17, 17 games. Personally, now I don't have any sourced information on this, but what I think is that David Fisdale did a great job last season of coaching the team well, but coaching them to not win games. Mm. And I think that that was by design because I think the team wanted to go all in on trying to get design, even though they knew it was an uphill climb. 
I think that they wanted to have the worst record. Now, I know it might sound crazy, but to me, that's really the only way to explain a lot of the questionable substitution patterns that we saw, a lot of the questionable questionable rotation decisions that we saw in some games and the Knicks coughing up games that seemed winnable over the course of the season. There were, there were a lot of those games yeah. and a lot of the losses that they had were losses that were, you know, six point, seven point games that a different bounce here or there could have gone differently. That, I, I don't really want to go too far down that rabbit mm-hmm. hole though. Cause that's like, like I said, that's really just my personal opinion, mm-hmm. but I say all that to say Alonzo Trier, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett. I don't know how you feel about Frank Nilakina, but Frank Nilakina is a player whose name, I guess, could be mentioned there as well. The, the Knicks have young players who seem to have decent ceilings, whose best days we certainly know are ahead of them, number yeah. one. Yeah. Number two, as of this moment, as the clock just strikes 6 p.m. Eastern time, as of this moment, they don't have cap clogging contracts with over the hill veterans saddled to that roster right right so they have cap flexibility they have Mm. some young pieces and then most importantly when you think about the the trades that the team could have made over the past year 18 months or what have you they they have their first round draft picks right they they have draft picks that they got from the porzingis trade Mm -hmm. so the cupboard is not bare right. here. I agree with that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there definitely is an ability to be somewhat malleable and to try to be smart and to try to understand that salary cap space is actually currency in the NBA. When you think about what Sam Hinkie did with the Philadelphia 76ers, what Danny Ainge did with the Boston Celtics in some of their more lean years, these are executives that took on undesirable contracts from teams that wanted to avoid the luxury tax. They say, you know what? Listen here, play. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a second round draft, but you're gonna have yeah. to come up off that if you want me to take. You're gonna have to come up off a lottery protected first round pick if you want me to save you this million dollars. You right. know what I mean? Right. And, and and I think that now making the decision to sign Kevin Durant or sign Kyrie Irving, that's easy. Now I think is where Scott Perry is really gonna be challenged, and yeah. he's now gonna have to prove to us that he can do what Sean Marks did right. and basically get blood out of a stone because that's exactly what Sean Marks has done now true indeed. with such a remarkable turnaround. True, true indeed, man. Well said. Um, let's take some calls, Mo. Let's, let's hear from some Knicks fans. Uh, some Knicks fans want to react to this. So let's go to Brooklyn. Kevin from Brooklyn wants to talk about uh, he's, he's crushed by the news. Kevin, how you feeling, man? CP, Mo, yep. can you hear me? Yep, loud and clear, bro. I hear you, brother. What's up, man? <sighs> fellas, fellas, fellas. <laughs> So uh, I've been thinking about an analogy ever since I've heard the news. You know the episode of French Mr. Bel Air, Will Smith and uh and his dad. Yeah, why don't why don't nobody <laughs> want me? So he's like, why you don't want me, man? Why don't nobody want us, man? Why don't nobody want us, man? <laughs> honestly, honestly, I had some trepidation when it comes to you know Kevin Durant coming off an Achilles injury and the uh, the history of Achilles injuries. But just having the best player in the world, one of the three best players in the world, saying they want to be here, right. I wanted that, man. Yeah. I yep. wanted that. I mean, it just hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts, Moe. Yeah, Kevin. No, yeah, I mean. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. One no, last no. thing. Go ahead. Go. 
One last thing. I just want to tell Knicks fans, keep your head up. I know right now it hurts. It's hard to stay positive. But we do have some good things going for us. We do have a nice young nucleus. We do have all the cast space in the world. We just got to keep building. And it will turn around. One day it will turn around and someone will want us. So, Okay. God bless y'all brothers, man. Pre- appreciate the call, Kev. Appreciate right, the call. Kevin, appreciate it, man. Yeah, and it was just uh, just confirmed on the boardroom Oak, that uh, yep, Katie going to Brooklyn uh, on his IG page. So uh, good luck to him. But um, shout out to everybody in the chat. We got twelve hundred people watching on YouTube alone. Salute to everybody wherever you guys are watching from. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Share these videos. Salute to everybody watching on Facebook, Twitch, uh, Twitter, wherever you guys are watching from. You know, tough tough day for the Knicks fan base, but, uh, you know, this is the free agency show, and we're going to keep going. The show must go on. And and as Moke said earlier, let's see how Scott Perry earns his keep here on how he kind of builds around this young core that we have. Um, Jay Ellis is out. He's got to take care of some family stuff right now. So it's me and Moke for the time being. If Jay Ellis makes it before the show is over, then we'll we'll get him in here. Moke, one, one thing I wanted to ask you. A lot of people are kind of talking about how, you know, the Kyrie and the Kemba stuff kind of leaked earlier yesterday. You know, the KD stuff leaks now before 6 p.m. How do these teams kind of get around the tampering rules when these things are kind of, you know, leaked out there earlier than uh, the start of the moratorium period? Yeah, I think that's actually a great question and a great point. And I think that that's something that the the league is going to have to take a look at and try to figure out if they want to be more aggressive in enforcing their rules against negotiation windows and such. But, but for as long as pretty much as long as I've been covering the league, which is uh, almost, almost 10 years now, actually, for as long as I've been doing it, it's a well-known, I was going to say well-known secret. It's a poorly kept secret that agents like these guys talk like, Mm, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and and that's part of the reason why a player has an agent, right? Is so he doesn't have to be trying to negotiate his own stuff and have to do it. Like players have enough to, to worry about, you know? So the communication between agents and front offices, like that's something that's pretty much happening 365 days a year, right? you know? I think at this point, what we're seeing is we're seeing, I think some of it is probably competition in the media and in the reporting market Mm. where guys are just getting better sourced. I think that has a a part to do with it. Uh, The other thing that I think has to do with it, I also think that people that are closer to players are more emboldened to share information before the time when they might actually be authorized Mm. to. And Mm. I think part of the reason for it is because historically speaking, as far as I know, the league hasn't really been super duper aggressive in enforcing rules related to impermissible contact between representatives and teams. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something like that is, is only going to change if the competition committee or if some of the more respected NBA owners decide that they want to stand up and make some noise about it to Adam Silver and to his office, you know, and I'm just not really sure that there will be enough momentum for that. And the other thing is, uh, in the recent past, the instances where teams have been fined or, or they've been disciplined for violating rules against tampering and such, it's been things that were egregious and, and on the record and yeah. 
videotaped and video recorded. You know right. what I mean? But when people get together at All-Star Weekend and when people get together during the finals and when people get together during the, the NBA draft combine and at the draft, there's really no way to prove who spoke to who about what, mm-hmm. when. Yeah, you know what I mean? so there's it's hard no, to get around it. No, right, there's no text messages. Yeah. And I mean, that's just a simple fact of human life. You know, part of the reason why when we decided we want to do a business deal, part of the reason why we have contracts mm-hmm. is to memorialize that, right? If you don't write something down, it's very difficult to enforce. It's also very difficult to prove. Right. And that's the reason why it's going to be difficult for the league to crack down. Now, I, I will say this. The fact that the details of so many agreements and contracts and such like like that leaked so far in advance of the permissible window, mm-hmm. I do think the league is going to have to take a look at it, but I'm not sure ultimately that they'll they be able do. to do anything about it. Like it's yeah. just something that that is going to come with the business, especially when you're talking about so much commerce and, and deals that are $150 million. Yeah, it's a lot, lot of money at stake, man. Exactly, you know. Um, one thing that I, I do also want to add, see, I mm. want to say that I think responding to Kevin, who who kind of called in as far as like, why don't nobody want us, you know, the, the Fresh Prince joke <laughs> yeah, or what have yeah. you. <laughs> I, I think that this moment in time right now should be very humbling for Nick, for Nick fans as well as for the Nick organization. And the reason I say that is because people that grow up in New York City, most of the people that I know that grow, grow up around here, and a lot of the transplants that come here, like, oh, this is the greatest greatest city in the world. You know, like, I wouldn't want to be yeah. anywhere else. Why wouldn't somebody want to come here yeah. and win and play? We've been saying this every year, man. Every year. Madison Avenue, they can make the money about the big market. No one has come here. It's a no rap. one has wanted it except for the last person was Mellow, if it's, you want to say it, it that way. It's a wrap. Like, that... That whole conversation it's done. and that whole mindset, yeah. it's obvious that that is something that, well, you know what? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to walk that back a little bit because you could make the argument that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant came here for those same reasons because right. they're going to be in Brooklyn. Yeah. But what I mean specifically for Knicks fans, this idea of, oh, of course he'll want to come to the Knicks because if he wins here, if he wins for the Knicks, it's yeah. the greatest thing ever. Like that whole mentality, you gotta you gotta kind of pause that now because I think at this point there is more than enough evidence to suggest that yeah. that's yeah. not it's, enough. It's over, man. We, we got it. We got to give that up. We got to give that up, man. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to uh, let's go to Chi Town. Josh from Chicago. He wants to talk about uh, how the KD move affects the Knicks. Josh, what's going on, man? Hey, man, what's up? Um, you know, my cousin, he up in the room, he's crying because he's a Knicks fan. <laughs> he's been a Knicks fan for about three years now. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to say that I, I know the feeling on missing out on big talent, whether it be from injuries with Derrick Rose, you know, missing out with Jimmy Butler. But what I can say is, you know, our, our GMs, our front office, we've been trying to make moves. You know, we've been – creative without Moses, Zach Levine, and all that. So when it comes to, like, missing out on Kevin Durant, you know, it's going to hurt right now, but you never know. You might be able to make moves. You got some good cap salary. Yeah. You may be able to sign some decent role players here and there. And, you know, slowly but surely, you might be able to become a bigger market, better team. Yeah. And after that, you never know. 
you know, you'll be able to find that better and better players. You know, that's what I've been trying yeah. to explain to my cousin all day. <laughs> okay. Appreciate the call, Josh. The, the voice of reason, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, as Mo said and as we said here, the, the Knicks have the flexibility. The cupboard is not bare. Uh, you know, we do have our young assets. We do have, I think, seven first-rounders within the next five years and some cap flexibility to, you know, go out there and fill the – we got to start winning. At the end of the day, we got to start winning. And as much as we, you know, hate that the Nets got this done and, and pulled the trigger on the deal, you also got to give credit to them for doing so. They, they themselves made some terrible moves in the past, and they rebounded. They rebounded with a good coach and Kenny Atkinson. They put some good role players out there. They, they took their cap flexibility and, and made moves, and, and here it is. This, this is the fruits of their labor. They, they got KD, and, and they got Kyrie Irving. So hats off to them, man. Hats off and, to them. Ahead, and, and, yeah, and the other thing that, I, that I'll just kind of add to that, to me, is that they, they've kind of shown you that players want to go somewhere where there's a foundation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I said this, I said this on ESPN radio on Saturday, that if nothing else, at the very least, what Sean Marks did was show evidence of them building something there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that that's, that's an important part of, of the entire equation. And then aside from that, you know, when you're thinking about next year and you're thinking about what's going to happen from here, I think there's enough evidence now for you to conclude that if you want a Kevin Durant or a Giannis or a Donovan Mitchell or whoever, you have to build that guy. You have to raise him up from You got to raise him, man. The foundation you know I mean? has to come from the draft. Exactly. And then the other, the, the other part of it is – if and when a guy like Anthony Davis decides that he wants to move on from his small market team, yeah. and if, if Giannis were to make such a decision with the Milwaukee Bucks, for example, if, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When Milwaukee or New Orleans gets to a situation where they're like, okay, we got to trade this dude. If the best you can offer is Frank Nilakina yeah. and, and, and Kevin Knox, New Orleans is going to be like, nah, bro, like right. that's not good enough. Right. right? So, it, it's to me, it's kind of pointing back to the inevitable conclusion that if you want to win in the league, your scouting has to be top notch and you have to know how to find good players. You you can't year after year make decisions like drafting Frank Nilakina over guys that went after him that were obviously better fits. Yeah. Like you can't you can't have Jordan Hills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that continuing. Now, now, now the, the other part of that, that I will say is you're not expected to nail every draft, pick, right. right? Because mm -hmm. we look at the Sixers and it's like, Oh, well, yeah, they got Ben Simmons and they got Joel Embiid, but I mean, they had Michael Carter Williams in there, right? Mm -hmm. They had Nerlens Noel in there. They had Folks. Jaleel Okafor, you know what I mean? Yep. But, but the point is they nailed those two. Right? That's right. And at the end of the day, like that's really what you need as a foundation, because signing your way and building your way through free agency to a championship, like it, it's a pipe it, dream. It, yeah. It's not the tried and true yeah. way right. Of, right. of building a winning franchise and a, and a winning culture. Right. And for a long time, we thought that the Knicks would be able to sort of cut against the grain in that regard. Mm -hmm. But Again, I think that 
this happening is evidence of the contrary. True indeed. Right? And it's time for everyone to be smarter about that, realize that, and adjust their expectations. If you're a fan and if you're the New York Knicks, maybe adjust the way that you have gone about doing your business. And at this point, I'm still going to give Scott Perry the benefit of the doubt. And again, with R.J. Barrett, obviously now we got to see what he's able to do mm-hmm. for the franchise. Mm-hmm. But but the point is, at the end of the day, you have to have a, an infrastructure that is good at finding players and developing them. And until you can do that, in today's day and age, you are not going to be able to attract marquee talent. True indeed. True indeed, man. Back to the phones. Let's go to Jay from Florida. He wants to talk about the KD signing. Jay, how you feeling, man? All right, I think we just lost Jay. Good fellow. Oh, Jay, call back. Uh, I hung the phone up. I didn't hear you. Jordan from Maryland's up next. Jordan, how you feeling, man? Yo, it's all good. First of all, big y'all up, man. From Long Island, representing, man. Absolutely, man. Um, all right. Listen, man. Yeah, from Lake from Lakeview, West Hempstead, man. Okay. Anyway, all the old neighbors. Um, I. Yeah. Yo, I just think as Knicks fans, man, we. The worst thing about us is that we lack patience, man. Yeah. We lack patience, and we don't allow ourselves to do it the right way. Let's think, I mean, we're willing to sacrifice everything, you know, for the for that shiny coin. You know what I'm saying? Like, with Amari, we're willing to pay top dollar to an injury-prone player. Yeah. You know, for Melo, we're willing to trade the house. And right now, we were willing to pay top dollar to somebody we're not even sure He's going to come back as the same player. Yeah. So all I'm saying is Kyrie, I don't think he would have fit our culture. I don't even think, think the Knicks brass was looking towards him because you stopped really hearing much about him after the whole Celtics fallout. And KD, I really wasn't hyped about him, man, because I felt like it would have been such, such a Knicks move to sign this dude. And then – Two years later, when he finally does get back to some of himself, he's on the tail end of his career, or he doesn't come back to be the KD that we all know. Yeah. That would have been such a Knicks move. Now we locked in with top dollar. Sure. So all I'm saying to my Knicks family, please be patient. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I think and Perry and Mills, they're doing a great job, man. Okay. I appreciate the call, Joe. If we, if, we, if we patient, I think it'll come back. All right. All right, yo, keep doing your thing. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate it, man. And, you know, listen, Moki, he's right, man. But at the end of the day, it's like... It's Jordan, right? Jordan. Jordan yeah, Jordan. Uh, he's right. But at the end of the day, it's like, yo, when you've been losing for so many years and they put themselves in so many knots, you know, the Amari and the Melo situation put us, set us back once again. Trading for Bargnani set us back once again. You know, you know, Glenn Grunwald should have got a ring from Toronto for making that Bargnani trade, which helped them get Kawhi Leonard. It just it's just crazy. So when when you do that now and, and you become the worst team in the league, even though the windows don't align to get two max players with this young core, even though Katie's coming off of a catastrophic injury, they're still, you know, in the back of your head, you still want to, to win. You know what I mean? You you still want to get those pieces, especially from the Nets. Especially from the Nets, man. You want to yeah. be able to say that you, you accomplished something. Right away. Yeah. yeah, and it's like big brother, little brother yeah, syndrome, right? Course, like if, if LeBron went to the Clippers, you know, instead of the Lakers, like that would have been devastating for the Lakers, yeah. right? And, and then, you know, I mean, as far as, as, as Jordan's call is concerned, I won't even say that I, I disagree with him or, 
you know, the the mindset or the attitude. I think that's the attitude that you have to have if, if you're the Knicks. But, but the truth of the matter is that Kevin Durant is a two-time finals MVP, right? And Kyrie Irving is someone that, and I, I you know, I've talked about this a lot. Kyrie grew up in Northern Jersey and yeah. he represents Jersey to the fullest and he grew up a Nets fan. But Kyrie's basketball skills and talents were, sharpened on the asphalt of of rucker park mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and west fourth street right mm-hmm. new york city playgrounds okay um so for those guys to switch teams as free agents and to come to new york but not go to the Knicks, it's kick to the right? gut man it, it's it's a punch to the gut it's now Obviously, two years from now, three years from now, we don't we don't know what the future holds. Right. So Kyrie Irving, you know, looking at it objectively, Kyrie has definitely had some durability issues over the course of his career. Mm-hmm. We're not sure what what he's going to look like a year from now or two years from now. Same thing for Kevin Durant, obviously, who just tore his Achilles tendon. But at the end of the day today, like we don't have a crystal ball. Right. right? Miss Cleo, you know, she don't work. <laughs> for the You know what I mean? We're based on what we know right now, all you can do in life, really, not just as a sports executive or as a a stockbroker or whatever. In life, all you can do is make what seems to be good decisions to give you the highest odds of success based on the information that you have at present. Right. Mm -hmm. If you look at it through that lens, there there are zero teams in the NBA that would turn down the opportunity to give Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant $80 million or however much money right. it is to play basketball for them. No, right. Nobody would say no to that. So in that regard, you can't deny the fact that this is a, a, a devastating day for the Knicks franchise and for Knicks fans. Yeah. But you, you just got to move on. You, you just got to have the forward. right attitude about it. You got to have perspective about it. And like I said, maybe as a Nick fan, you adjust your expectations a bit. And as the Nick organization, you realize, hey, for whatever reason, we we can't trade for guys like Anthony Davis or Kyrie right. Irving or Kawhi Leonard when they find themselves on a trading block. Mm-hmm. Right. We we can't do that for some reason. Don't have the assets yet. And Right. And then. When guys decide to leave as free agents for whatever reason, we can't sign those guys. Well, why is that? Mm-hmm. And as an organization, your challenge is to ask yourself those tough questions and then obviously go out and find those answers. And that's what the Knicks need to do now. It's true indeed, man. The last draft pick to make it to a second contract was Charlie Dan Ward. <laughs> Charlie Ward. You know, and, and to your point, I even pointed to to the Raptors situation where it was the same thing. You know, DeRozan couldn't take them to the promised land, but he was a good enough player, and they were able to draft well enough and get Valanchunas to be able to turn those guys into Kawhi Leonard, into Marcus Gasol, and be able to pair them up with their current infrastructure to, to go all the way. You know, so, so whether these guys take it to the promised land or not, you still have to draft the right players, develop, as you said, Mo, have the scouting team, you know, in, in place to do their homework. And we need to build that foundation first. I'm going to add to that point. I'm going to add to that point with the Raptors as well. Because mm-hmm. aside from that, Jakob Poto was also involved <laughs> right. in, in, in those deals <laughs> to bring in that talent, yeah. number one. But aside from that, they don't win the title without Pascal Siakam, in my opinion. Right. X-Factor. Fred Van Vliet. 
X Factor, undrafted. Right? Kyle Lowry. Now, Lowry wasn't drafted by them, but they raised Lowry up from right. a pup. Yeah. The same way that James Harden was raised up as a pup by the Houston Rockets organization. Mm-hmm. So, again, like, so, so I mean, as far as where the Knicks go from here, so I've been on with you now for the past couple of minutes, and yeah. my phone is blowing up. Yeah, let's I'm talk getting- about what's next. Let's talk about, we're going to get back to the calls, but let, let's talk about where we go from here. Yeah, so what I'm trying to figure out, like, I got a couple of texts from people in like in you know in in the in the industry you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i'm not reading any of them obviously because i'm i'm on here with you now so i don't know if if anything may have happened in the in the past 30 minutes or so because we've been on air right so but but what i would say as the knicks is i think the idea of so we spoke about sort of using your cap space as currency a little earlier Mm -hmm. which i think is a good idea obviously but Taking a flyer on a guy like a Julius Randle, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Chris Middleton, from what I understand, he's not leaving Milwaukee, but it doesn't always have to be the splashiest Splash guy. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be the Kevin Durant or the Kyrie Irving. Right. Sometimes the best move is, is signing a guy like a Dwayne Dedman. You know, it might be signing a guy like a Chris Middleton. Yep. It might be signing a guy like a D'Angelo Russell, who's going to become an unrestricted free agent. Now, mm-hmm. again, I don't know. I know there's talks about him in the, in the Timberwolves. Timberwolves, and the yeah. They're saying the Timberwolves oh. seem to be uh, strong contenders for him if they can trade yeah. Wiggins. Right. Okay. And, and, and cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Wiggins, I don't know if he would be the answer for the Knicks. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. But, but, but my point is, it doesn't always have to be the splashiest guy. We would have never known how special of a player James Harden was if he stayed in OKC. And Daryl Morey, for whatever, was like, you know what? I think this dude has the goods. Like, let's take a chance on him. Yeah. So if you're the Knicks right now where you sit, I don't think taking a chance on anybody is the, is the, dumbest, is the dumbest idea. You know, if you can go out there and you can get a decent rotation player and you can attach him to a reasonable contract, mm-hmm. then that might end up being a win. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, again, Scott Perry's going to have to earn his money. He's going to have to earn yeah. it right now. We, 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 we have to man. see how, how he rebounds from this and where the Knicks go from here. Absolutely, man. Just um, refreshing. Whoa, uh, whoa. So, he's saying Al Farouk Amino went to the Magic. Uh, Miritich went to the EuroLeague. That was announced last night. He, he, he dipped off to the EuroLeague. Garrett Temple looks like he's going to Brooklyn. Two-year, $10 million deal. Terrence Ross going back to the Magic. Four years, $54 million. Um, I think someone said J.J. Redick to the Pelicans. I haven't seen it yet. Derrick Rose to the Pistons. Valanchunas returns to the Grizzlies. Three years, 45 Derrick Rose to the Pistons. Two years, $15 million. Gerald Green returning to the Rockets. We knew about the Harrison Barnes deal. Four-year deal. Chris Middleton gets the five-year, 178 million dollar deal so that's what 30 almost almost 38 million almost 38 million for chris milton wow it sounded like a max count what was that five years 178 178. yeah five years 178 yeah that's 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 a good that's a good piece of change 36 million a year Uh, might have to might have to see if he could let me hold yeah shout out to chris Middleton for uh terry rogier was in there as well right bag Going to Charlotte in a sign-and-trade deal. Yeah, yeah, and it seems like the Nets will get a first-round pick in that deal from what I, I saw. Didn't I think I saw that on your page. Yeah, so I tweeted that, and, and a lot of people kind of came at me 
you know, and I didn't really understand. I mean, I guess sometimes I have opinions that I think are things that are uh, that you can't argue, you know, and sometimes I'm wrong. OK, I will. I will definitely say that. But a lot of the time I'm right. I think I'm right a lot of the time. <laughs> and I think that. I think 90 percent of teams in the NBA would trade D'Angelo Russell for Kyrie Irving. The hope for D'Angelo Russell is that he can be as good and as effective of a player as Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie is older. Kyrie does have injury history. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But again, based on what we know right now today, I think most people would take Kyrie over D'Angelo Russell. So if you're the Nets and you're making that trade, but also getting a first round pick from the Celtics. Now, I don't know what the protections might be on the pick. I don't even know if it is the Celtics' own pick, right? It right. could be a pick that they got from the Kings or whoever. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah, sure they're about sit, that. Yeah, they're sitting on a lot. They're, they're still sitting on some assets there. Right, but my point is, if, I'm, if I feel like I'm getting the superior player, and obviously the Nets feel that way, and I'm also going to get a draft pick, to me, that's like, whoa. Um, now, now, what I will say is, I did see that doing that trade might actually enable the Celtics a little more cap flexibility or what have you to up their offer to Al Horford. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if that's the case, then I see why the Celtics would be willing to give up that first round pick because Al Horford keeping him with that team, I think is worth the first round. Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. if I'm the Nets, maybe I don't want to, help a team in my division right maybe right. i don't want to help them stay better mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i get it from that standpoint but just looking at it in you know looking at it in the box like i mean i'm getting the better player and i'm also going to get a draft pick for it like well yeah I'll, I'll sign up for that yeah so to me like i think that when i saw that news i'm just like man like you know there's a there's a win and then there's a knockout win. You know what I mean? And that's, to me, like, that's a knockout for, for, for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, uh, I mean, certainly good for them. I think, I mean, on the Randall topic, you know, we certainly need a four. I would certainly um, bring Randall in. D'Lo is, is certainly interesting. I just don't know if I want to give him a max contract, man. I don't know if I want to give him a max contract. He certainly fits, you know, as a 23-year-old player. He certainly fits you know, where they're trying to go. The market will certainly be competitive for them. We know Timberwolves are after them, Lakers, Pacers, maybe Phoenix. I'm, I'm not sure what if you heard anything about Phoenix, but I, I'm not just, I'm just not sure if he's a max player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, when, I, when I'm talking about getting these guys, you know, I'm not putting a dollar amount on yeah. it necessarily. So if D'Angelo's reps came to me and said, you know, we want a four-year max, would I have pause about that? Maybe I would. Yeah. But but it wouldn't be that difficult for me to talk myself into it. And I've I've been I've been covering this league long enough. Well, let me not even say that because at a at a time, you know, I think I think Magic Johnson signed like a lifetime deal yeah. with the Lakers or something like Best. that. But I remember, you know, when the when the Knicks got Jamal Crawford, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a seven year contract. You know, I think it might have been seven mm. years, $56 million, something like that. You know, when they, 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 they did a, it was a sign and trade. I'm just talking off the cuff. So yeah, it, it was, it was a sign and trade deal. It was a sign. Well, and I was going to say, I think it was also a sign and trade for Eddie Curry as well. Uh, I'd and have to check. I'd have to check that too. But, but the point is, 
I remember when contracts were seven years long. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. seven years is a really long time. Like, it's a really long time. Four years, and then you figure even if a guy wants a four-year deal, he's probably going to have a player option in the fourth year. So in, in most instances, when you're signing a player, now obviously if D'Angelo hurts himself in the third year, he's going to opt into that fourth year. So yes, you will be on the hook. But my point is a four-year deal in many, many instances really is only three years of, of, of a guaranteed True. contract anyway. Yeah. So four years to me is not, it's not seven years. It's not, it's not six years. So it wouldn't be that difficult to talk myself into that. Now, if I'm the Knicks, I would I would just kind of have to know what my other options and alternatives were before I decided whether or not I would want to give D'Angelo Russell a four-year max. And the same yeah. exact thing for Julius Randle. I'd have to know what the other alternatives were. So case in point, if, if I'm the Knicks and I decide I want to go the Sam Hinkie route mm-hmm. or, or the Danny Ainge route, the first team I'm calling right now is I'm calling the Charlotte Hornets. Because the Hornets just lost their franchise player. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me not say they just lost their franchise player. I don't know if there's been any news about that. But the indications are that Kemba Walker is Kemba, yeah. He's heading to Boston, Mm -hmm. right? This is a team that got a lot of ugly contracts and long, not even long money, but bad money deals, right? Bismack Biombo comes to mind. Oh, gosh. Nick Batum, if I'm not mistaken, is still on the contract with that team. Yeah. That's a team that desperately wants to get themselves away from the luxury tax and reduce payroll as much as possible because they're trying to tear it down and rebuild, right? right? Yeah. So if I'm Scott Perry, I say, look, man, you want to come up off that, that Bismack Biombo contract, I could help you. Yeah. It's funny but because it's going, it, according, it's to, uh, according to them, they, they're not looking in that direction, at least this year. I mean, of course, things can change. You right. know, but, but right. from from what um, from what Begley had reported earlier in the week, he, he says that they're not looking to take on um, contracts for four additional assets at the moment. But well, maybe, these guys are one year deals, though. Yeah. That's that's what oh, I well, think okay. is important. So I'm saying if if you're not going to get Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. it doesn't doesn't seem like that's even in the cards right now. But if you're not going to get Kawhi, and if we're to take the organization at their word that they're not going to overspend on on second tier guys like a Tobias a Tobias Harris or or a Jimmy Butler or whoever, well the Knicks by rule of the NBA's collective bargaining group, they have to spend 90% right. of the stuff. But see, this is where now I think it, they're going to get into overpay mode because guys are flying off the blocks. Bogdanovich is signed with Utah. So, I mean, you guys, some guy's going to come in here on a multi-year deal with, on a deal we might not like because they got to spend that money. Well, but that's, but that's the point that I'm making. It doesn't have to be a multi-year deal. Right? Oh, okay. If they, if they have to spend Okay, case in point. I don't know what the payroll looks like right now for the Knicks, but on the ledger right now, yeah. let's say that they have $52 million committed for the 2019-20 season, mm-hmm. right? Just using easy numbers, if the if the floor, if that 90% number is $90 million, they got to spend $38 million more dollars, right? Right. If Alfred, or not Alfred, it's, it's, if Bismack Biombo has one year left on his contract at $18 million, instead of going out there and signing... Julius Randle and giving him $30 million for one year, you can absorb Biombo's contract right onto your ledger with this with the cap space. Get a conditional first and a future second from Charlotte. And if it's a one-year deal, 
you're really not hurting yourself. Now, where it does hurt you is that it doesn't allow you to go and get a guy like a Julius Randle for the one year or a guy like a DeMarcus Cousins for the one year. But, I mean, if you're signing those guys to one-year deals, like, are they really going to be a part of the franchise anyway? Like, you might be better off going that route. And, I mean, think about a team like the Houston Rockets. Think about a team like the Miami Heat, Mm -hmm. right? These are teams that both want to make moves in free agency, but they have a lot of dead money on their books. The Knicks are in a situation where they can call up those teams. They can say, okay, look, you got to do it on a one-year deal. I will take that, but I need two draft picks. Yeah. Miami, Pat Riley, hey, remember us, right? You want you want us to help you so that you can go out and get oh, Butler? Okay, yeah. yeah. You can give me one <laughs> of them dudes. Pony up. Pony you know what I mean? But, the rat. but you, you're going to have to come up off something. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's a young, promising player on a rookie contract, or maybe, maybe it's a first-round pick or – two second round picks in the future or whatever, things that you can later use as currency yourself. You know what I mean? True. And that's what intelligent front offices do. Well, let's hope uh, Ninja P has it. How, how you looking on time, by the way, Mo? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. Okay. I'll play the deck for you, man. All right, you know? appreciate so, it, man. Appreciate it. All right, so let's go back to the phones. We got a ton of calls in here. Call it. Just keep it, you know, make it point and, and roll because we got a ton of callers. Shout out to everybody watching. We got uh, how many on YouTube? 1,400 watching on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. And uh, next caller up, Ari from Manhattan. He's upset, man. Ari, what's going on? What's up, man? I'm very upset. Very yeah. upset. Um, you know, I I mean, I had a feeling. I, I think that we have to figure out why this happened. Because I don't understand why it happened. You know, it's, it's one thing if it was like Cal- it was like a, one of the Cali teams or Miami or another city. But this is our city, and they just went yeah. to the little brother in our city. Um, and you know, it's not like they're, they, they were going to join the, the, I don't know how many wins they won, like 45 wins. It's not like they were going to join that team because they lost D'Lo. So it's not like they were leads like a lot, a lot better than us. You know, I think that, you know, I think that this was a failure of the front office. I don't know if it goes back to Dolan or not. Yeah, everybody knows, seems to be blaming that, Dolan. Um, you know, I don't know. I just think we, we just weren't there I mean, yet, man. I don't know. I, I just think logically we, we just weren't there yeah, yet. I, we just weren't there yet. These guys have the infrastructure. They have the role players. Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Harris. You know, now you bring in Kyrie back. This is a team that when KD comes back, as Mo said, is, is going to be shot up to the top of the East, or you would think so. Right. I do I do think so. But now, now like, listen, Bogdanovich is going to Utah. Damian yeah, Lillard guys are flying off. Portland, like. All this, all this stuff is happening, and Brogdon like to the Pacers. I, I, like we're not. I, yeah, I know Brogdon to the Pacers, Ricky Rubio to the Suns. I mean, I just think that there's some stuff that we as outsiders. I mean, maybe Moke is a little bit more of an insider, but like we as outsiders, I don't know if we know really what's going on behind the scenes because it's just like Kemba didn't want to come home. Yeah. Kyrie didn't want nothing to do with the Knicks. You know, KD wanted nothing. Like, no one even – these decisions were done weeks ago, it seems like. You know what I mean? So I think KD – yeah, KD's decision was done a long and, and time I, ago. Definitely. Right. And I just think that someone has to – there has to be some kind of explanation for it. I'm not saying there has to be blame on someone. Personally, I think that, you know, this is a big – I think this is a – I think this is the front office's fault. You know, you brought in Fisdale to be a player's coach to attract free agents. You know, you brought in Scott yeah. Perry. You made Royale Ivy an assistant coach. You have Iso Zoe. You know, you have all this stuff, and it still wasn't enough. Someone has to answer for what's really going on here. And then, you know, 
Hopefully okay. we can clean it up. But right now, I think we're I think we're pretty screwed, man. So I, uh, I don't know what to do. It's a very bad day in New York. <laughs> hang and, in um, there. You know, now Brooklyn's going to take half our fan base. <laughs> hang in, hang in there, man. Hang in there. You know, listen, they're, they're going to take the young kids. Whatever it is, what it is. But I just think in reality. We just, the, the stars, they're just not aligned. We didn't have the foundation. We didn't have the infrastructure. And we didn't have the pieces. And I think, I, I agree with what Moke is saying. If Kyrie had already made that decision to go to Brooklyn, the, the, the news about Kawhi and Katie teaming together, maybe he got cold feet and just said, listen, I'll, I want to be in New York. This team gives me a, a better chance to win. And I can still be in New York. It crosses off all the checks off all the boxes for him. And obviously the whole legacy about winning for the Knicks meant nothing. Meant absolutely nothing for him. In regards to Kemba Moke, um, Mark Berman had, had, had came in with an article yesterday basically saying that Kemba's peoples, they didn't want to move back to New York and Kemba didn't move back to New York. I don't know exactly why, but on, on a previous live stream, we, we had talked about it with uh, one of our guys, Terry, and he was basically saying like, you know, some of these local guys may not want to come home and deal with the distractions that come with, you know, being back home and playing in the garden and your family, the ticket demands and, and all that. Maybe, you know, maybe Kemba for him, it's just he wants to keep it about basketball and still be able to compete, which is what the Celtics can do for him. Yeah, I, I think that's that's definitely valid. Now, at the same time, if if Kevin Durant was here and, and Kemba yeah. thought that he had a chance to come and succeed. See, I think what it is about a lot of a lot of players, and, and I'll even say this about, about Jim Dolan as well, right? People that, a lot of players that come and play for the team and a lot of people that work for the organization love him. Like a lot of people around him like him and love him, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there are people in the organization, and I mean, and and you'll find this with any leader anywhere, right? But Mm -hmm. what I will tell you is that his reputation with people that that work with him is not all bad. Right. Not all bad. I mean, listen, they brought Sprewell back. If they brought Sprewell back, it can't be that crazy. You know, Oakley might, you know, uh, uh, disagree, but Sprewell came back. Right. Now, you know, I don't... So, so I guess the point that, that I'm trying to make in all of that is that the reputation and, and the branding that the Nick organization has from the outside, right, from people that are not here and from people that don't live here and don't have that first-person experience. Like, I'm sure that everybody can relate to this. In life, you know, you might go to a party or you might go to, like, a networking event or whatever and you meet, you meet somebody, right? And you're like, oh, you know, this this person seems okay. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe this person could be like a good business associate, or or maybe it's even in your in your dating life, right? Like maybe it's a, you know, a, a potential significant other or whatever. You meet meet somebody, and then you go to one of your friends, and you're like, oh, you know, I met I met this dude John the other night. Yo, he seemed real smart. Like he might be able to help me with this business idea that I have or whatever. Your friend might be like, oh, John, John Smith. Nah, nah, nah. You don't want to mess with that dude because of X, Y, and Z, right? He may have had a prior experience with that guy. It's different. And he might tell you negative things. Mm -hmm. Now, in some situations, if you're like me, you'll say, nah, you know what? I got to judge every person on their own merit. I got to judge them on my own experience. So I'm going to have coffee with the guy and see what he's like and make my own decision, right? Some people live their lives that way. Some people don't. Some people will hear a negative review from somebody they trust and they're like, you know what? I'm not I'm not messing with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And I think that that's a very real thing that the, the Nick organization has to kind of come to terms with a little bit. Like there yeah. are a lot of people out there that will be turned off by the idea of coming to New York, of coming to play for, for an owner and for a front office who employs some, some long tenured pieces that haven't really done much winning in the past 20 years. And you can't really, all you can do if you're the Knicks is try to convince them that it's different now. Yeah, you but win. if those guys don't have the faith and if they're not willing to take that leap of faith, then that's it just something that you is. have to work slowly to, to kind of change. You know what I mean? Winning changes everything, man. Uh, Juan from the Bronx is up next. He says we'll be all right. Juan, what's up, man? Yeah. You hear me? Yep, loud and clear, bro. All right. Um... Nah, I think we're going to be okay. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I was just playing my video games, you know, minding my own business today. And, you know, my friend hit me up, kept calling me, kept calling me. You know, I didn't want to be bothered because I'm playing, I'm playing 2K, you know. I'm playing NBA 2K19. You know, I got KD and Kyrie on the mix. <laughs> playing, you know, like, my, you know, that's a fantasy thing. And yeah. then he comes with the news and says that KD's going to Brooklyn. You know, that. I'm not going to lie, it hurt because it's coming from Brooklyn itself. Yeah. You know, but I'm looking at the bright side, though. We got a lot of good young pieces, man. Like, I still think, me personally, you guys might look at me like like I'm crazy, but if we can get somehow Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell, we can somehow land those two. I think we're an AC team. I think we can make the playoffs, you know? Because we, we got a lot of good young pieces. Mitchell Robinson's a beast. I think he can only get better. You know, all he needs to do is work on his jump shot, and I think he can be one of the, you know, best big men in the league, in my opinion. Okay. And, you know, I think we're going to be okay. I just wanted to let Nick's fans know that we're going to be fine. You know, I know it hurts, but I think we're going to be good. Right. Okay. Appreciate we, it, man. We just got to look at the bright side. All right, appreciate the call. Sorry to cut you, man, but we got a lot of calls. I just want to hear from um, some people that called in. They've been waiting for a while. Let's talk to Kevin in Harlem. Kevin says he's devastated, man. Kevin, how you feeling, bro? CP, man, what's good, man? I'm devastated, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I'm not giving up on Perry and and, 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 uh, and Mills. I'm going to tell you why I'm not giving up on them, right? Mm -hmm. Because from the jump, from the jump, I knew that Kyrie was going to do that. All that Brooklyn, once it started with Brooklyn, I said, yo, you know what? He's going to Brooklyn, and if KD followed him, so what? The reason why I say so what? Because if we don't get a player, like, like we got we got R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett and them other dudes, let them grow. Patience. I know we don't want to hear that, but trust yeah. me, it could have been a disaster waiting. You got to look at all the other situations that happened with Dice and all those people in those situations. So, you know, I just want to tell the Knicks fans, Nick Nation, We'll be okay. Okay. It's a heartbreaking day, but we'll get through it. We'll, we'll bounce back, man. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call, Kevin. Let's go to um, Sergio from Brooklyn. He wants to talk about the difference between Brooklyn and the Knicks. Sergio, what's up, bro? Hey, CP. What's going on, man? Mo, what's up, bro? What's going um, on, brother? I just wanted to talk to – I know you guys are getting into the uh, the difference between us and, and, and the Nets and how they got the whole infrastructure and all that and, I mean, I get it, but coming into this season, I mean, they weren't even ex being uh, expected to be where they're at now. You know what I'm saying? No one was uh, talking about them being uh, having the season that they did. No one predicted it. 
Um, and, and they did. I mean, us from the jump, we knew we were going to be out for a while with KP being down. We were going in with the young guys. I think from the beginning, we were ready to just, you know, we were, it was clear we were going to tank. And that's what we did. Um, so now just the, the fact that everyone's saying Brooklyn, Brooklyn, that how Brooklyn is just so much better. It's, it's, it's the better of the two options between the two. I'm, uh, I don't know. It's, it's caught me at a, at a weird place. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a little confused by it because yeah. we knew what we were going to do from the, from the beginning. So. I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's I just wanted to hear y'all thoughts on that. So. Okay. Yeah, you want to take that? But, one? Uh, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Sergio. Yeah, I mean, I think Sergio. I think Sergio raises a a, a good point, but for for <laughs> I think for a lot of Nick fans, you know, I mean, I guess because you're a fan, like fan is is uh, short for fanatic, of right? Of course. And you might not be the most objective. It, it might be difficult for you to see things from, from sort of like an even light or even lens or whatever, right? But when people started talking about the genius and the brilliance of Sean Marks and all of that kind of stuff, like you really have to rewind and think about the situation that he inherited in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like when Sean Marks came in there, there was literally no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And in very, very short order, if you go back and you trace every single one of the moves that he, not maybe every single one, but 90% of the moves that he made. And earlier I said that he got blood from a stone. And that's really what Sean Marks did. If you think about where he brought the team from when he initially inherited the situation that he inherited, to even getting them in the playoffs last year. Yeah. When you look back at the pieces that he traded to get D'Angelo Russell, right? When you think about him taking a gamble and drafting Karis LeVert, when you think about guys like Joe Harris and Spencer Dinwiddie, the Nets were a team that had no picks, and I don't remember exactly what their, their cap situation looked like when Marks took over. But if I recall correctly, they didn't really have that much cap yeah, they flexibility. Were buried. They were buried. Billy, Billy King buried them, man. Exactly. So <laughs> to, to inherit that situation, and, and then the other thing is, it's not like we just woke up one day and the Nets were, were like a juggernaut team. Yeah. You know what I mean? What happened was we saw signs and pieces little by little, right? Mm -hmm. When you talk to Kenny Atkinson, when you go to the game, when you see how the team competes, when you see how Karis LeVert develops, when you see how Joe Harris develops, when Joe Harris basically goes from being an unknown to going to all-star and winning the three-point contest, Mm -hmm. right? Like those little tiny things shine positively on the organization. And it's all evidence of you having a culture there that knows how to build something. And then the other thing that I will say that is positive about Sean Marks is think about Greg Popovich's tree and think about the San Antonio Spurs organization and all of the people that come out of that organization and go on and do successful things in the NBA. Mm-hmm. There's a, what's, what's the word? Angels have a halo. Mm -hmm. There's a halo effect coming out of the San Antonio Spurs organization that Sean Marks benefited from, right? That helped him get the job in the first place. Mm -hmm. But after he got it, I don't really know that. And and maybe it's just, you know, selective memory. 
But I can't really think of a move that the Nets organization made where I was just like, man, what were they thinking? The Allen Crab one does come to mind. That deal was ridiculous. But but you can't you can't you can't say that because they used that cap space to get Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah. But I mean, bringing him in to begin with that that was a oh, rough deal. Oh, I'm, that, sorry. I'm saying bringing him in, not de- not dealing him away, okay, and and, and and attaching the picks. Yeah, that turned out to be you know my apologies. Right, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that I mean that's fair. And mm-hmm. he did give Alan Crabb that that uh, offer sheet. Yeah, and they, there was another player that. Maybe it was Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll, yeah, that was, that was a crazy from the deal. Raptors. Ninety seconds. Yeah. So, so maybe maybe it's not fair to say that. Oh, he never made a bad or questionable move. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it seems like it was all a part of a plan and Definitely. all going toward Definitely. a goal. And now we kind of see that coming to fruition. Yeah. Now. When he put the picks up with Crab to deal him to the Hawks, I had a feeling that clearly they were confident in getting right. in two they max stars. And, and I actually tweeted that because yeah. I said, look, Sean Marks, you know, this guy waited so long to get his own draft pick. Right? He's not going to give up draft picks on a whim. Mm-hmm. And I, I tweeted that. Like, you can go on my timeline, and I don't even tweet that much. So if right. you go on my timeline, you won't have to go that far back to see me saying, yo, if I'm a Knicks fan, I'm nervous. Because it was very reminiscent of what Pat Riley did in 2010. Mm-hmm. He Miami. traded he, he got out rid of, of everybody. Of he right. got rid he of everybody out of the first round yeah. just to maximize his cap space. And obviously, it was an end to a means. And now yeah. in Brooklyn, we know that it was the same. We, we know that what it was, man. Well said. Um, back to the phones. Let's go to um, John from the Bronx. He, he wants to vent about the KD move. John, how you feeling, bro? Yo. Yep. What's going on, CP? How you feeling? You hear me? Yep. Loud and clear, man. I'm all right, man. Yo, first of all, um, glad the reason shit after the draft. Okay, I appreciate what you do and everything. Appreciate it, man. But um, listen, Moke, is it? Moke? Yeah, I'm not buying this Nets talk, bro. Like, I, I, I'm just not buying. You're not, you're not feeling it. All if right. you look at what we got, no, 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 no. Because if you look at what we got, and then you look at what the Nets got, like. If you're really talking about building something, like we have way more assets draft wise than you guys coming up in the future. One. Two, like all right, I understand you guys made the playoffs, but if you look at our squad, we got RJ Barrett, number three pick. We got Mitch Robinson. He won uh he was on first rookie team. We got Kevin Knox who's looking like a potential stud. Alonzo Trier, undrafted. If you look at, if you go down our roster and down your roster, like I don't really, I'm not, I'm just not buying that y'all was that much better than us. But anyway, it's all right though. Um, I feel like this is typical Nets. You know what I mean? Typical Nets, as far as always just trying to do what we're doing, and then it yeah. panned out for him. But. I think we should go after D'Lo. Mm-hmm. I think they messed up by letting D'Lo go. Feel me? Like, not saying that obviously Kyrie's better, but D'Lo is 23. He's gotten better every year. I don't see what, he fit well with the squad. I just think that that was a. I don't think that that's going to work out for him. Like, Kyrie's okay. better, but. All right. Pre- appreciate the call, John. Regret the- appreciate the call, man. Mocha, I think he thought you were a Nets fan, man. I mean, that's okay, man. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of everybody, man. I love everybody. Yeah. So, 
No, I, I think I think it was John, right? Yeah, John from the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah, I think no, I think what John was saying was, you know, I'm I'm being very complimentary of of the of the Nets, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, at this point, from where we sit right now, it's like, okay, yeah, D'Angelo Russell, yeah, sure, he was good, but would Kevin Durant have come to Brooklyn to play with D'Angelo? And I think that's really the the key question. And I think the answer to that is probably no. Or else the Nets probably would have kept D'Angelo, right? Yeah. For for the reasons that you know that that have been stated. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, man, like I don't really think. You know what? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Nick fans a pass, man. I'm gonna give y'all until six a.m. Okay, six a.m. <laughs> on Monday morning. But when the sun comes up on uh, that's gonna be July first. When the sun comes up on July first, like y'all need to just. Keep the nets out your mouth, man. Like, yeah, we you, gotta move forward, man. Yeah, like we, you know, we you gotta move forward. and and you can't like the nets little brother in New York. Like, yo, all of that talk, honestly, it needs to be done, man. Like, it needs to be done because if the nets were the little brother, they would not have just signed two True. of the top three free agents we, on the market. We got kicked in the teeth today, man. You know what we I mean? Got like, kicked just, in the teeth today, just, man. Just take it. We got kicked in the teeth. For, for be sure. humble. You know, listen to some Kendrick Lamar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. And and, For and real. change the expectations a little bit. Like that would be that would be my advice, man. Yeah. And just you know, root for the young guys on the team. Now, I will say this: again, they do have pieces there in New York, right. but you can't compare the roster of a 17 win team yeah. and a 44 win team and say, "Oh, we got better pieces." Yeah. Like you're as good as your record says. They're, you are. they're a now team. We're a future team. You know, yeah. and that's what I said about Kyrie and Kemba making those moves yesterday. I said, listen, yeah, I'm tight that, you know, two of our, our, you know, local talents didn't even give us a meeting. But at the end of the day, clearly they wanted to keep it competitive now instead of, you know, being unclear of the future. And, of course, the Katie Achilles injury changed everything. Changed everything. So I, I think the Nets, they are a now team. The Knicks are a future team. And I think that's what rang more importantly to these guys. And I'll tell you what, if the Knicks can go from being a 17-win team, I hope that number is right. I keep saying it. No, absolutely right. I watch every damn game. Struggled through it, but I watched them. 17. All right. Now, I'll tell you what, if the Knicks go from a 17-win team to a 35-win team next season, well, then we can talk about there being progress. You know what I'm saying? It'll be evident progress at that point Mm -hmm. to say like, oh, well, they're heading in the right direction. But when you win 17 games and you have the worst record in the league, there's no objective evidence for you to say, oh, we got better pieces than the Nets. Because, yeah. I mean, the Nets, granted, they lost in the first round of the Sixers, but, I mean, they were they were in the dance, they right? Fought. And they had an opportunity on the national stage to show Kyrie and show Kevin Durant yeah. what, what, what the future looked like for them, and it looks bright. You know what I mean? So... To me, like I said, it, it makes a lot of sense from, from that standpoint mm-hmm. to understand why Kyrie and Durant made the decision they made. And especially, again, with, with Durant tearing his Achilles, that changed things. Like, yeah. that changed the entire equation. It, it was so, a game changer, man. Right. It's, un, it's unfortunate. You yeah, know? It's absolutely. Unfortunate. Absolutely. Uh, let's reset it. Shout out to everybody watching right now. Once again, we got over 1,200 people watching on YouTube. Shout out to everybody watching on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. This is the home of the diehard Knicks fan, number one show on YouTube for the fans, by the fans, CP from the Knicks Fan TV. I'm joined by my man, Moke Hamilton from The Athletic. Jay Ellis couldn't make it with us tonight, man. He, he tried his best to be here, but uh, he, had, he had some prior engagement. So salute to Jay Ellis. 
I'm, I'm sure he's not feeling good about it either right oh, now. He ain't but... drowning his sorrow somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he just might be, man. He doesn't drink, but today might have uh, might have changed things for him. It might have been the choice. exception for him. Yeah, 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 man. Um, well, if he doesn't, he doesn't drink, man, maybe he's under the uh, influence of uh, something stronger. Right, that, that's right. That's right. TM in the chat says JLs couldn't handle it. Um, salute to everybody in the chat, man. Louis Aponte, Jack Rhodes, Ari, what's going on? Uh, Kieran Clark, Shells, what's going on? The Shells. Demo Samolis, what's going on? Don Day. If you guys are new to the chat, leave a hashtag new in the chat so we can shout you guys out. Also, um, rep your city, man. Wherever you guys are watching from, we like to see where you guys are watching from all around the world. So throw your city in the chats as well, and uh, we'll see if we can shout a few out. Um, let's see what Woj is saying here. Moki's saying uh, Rodney Hood. The chat is lit right now, yeah, man. Yeah, chat, I'm, chat I'm is going to, crazy. I'm trying to read what people... I see people saying, oh, Moke, and they look like they're asking questions, but man, <laughs> yeah. it's just... Yo, I, it's, it's, I, I even okay. slowed it down. I even slowed it down, but the, the chat is going, Moke. I, t- I told you, Moke, this is this is what we do, man. This, man, this is ha- what we do. I'm going to have to come back, man. I have to come back when I got some better lighting and I got my, my HD camera set up, Absolutely, man. man. You, you, you're good for what it is right now, man. You're definitely good for what it is. Um, so Rodney Hood, back with the Blazers. As we said, Miritich left. It looks like Utah wanted him, but Utah got Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, Conley. That's a nice, that's a nice little lineup that they, they're throwing out there with um with the spider. Utah Utah's making moves. The West is wide open, man, so yeah. good good for them. Thomas Bryant, three year, twenty five million dollar deal to go back to the Wizards. Jeremy Lamb, Indiana Pacers, Brogdon with the Pacers, four years, eighty five million. And I think the Pacers also traded a first round, two future seconds to Milwaukee for Brogdon. So he moves from uh, the Bucks to the Pacers. We'll see, you know, if, if Oladipo can bounce back. It was a terrible injury he suffered. Now, how about Brogdon, though, man? Like, you know, for this yeah. guy to go second round draft pick, yep. rookie of the year. Yep. Right, and in short order, man, the guy signs a four-year deal for eighty-five million dollars. Eighty-five, four-year, eighty-five for Brockton, man. That's a that's a storybook right there, yeah. man. Yeah. Imagine he that. earned and it. I'm, I think about uh, Bull Bull, you know, like mm-hmm. Bull Bull. You know, some people thought he was a uh, you know lottery lottery talent. Some people thought that, you know what I mean. Some people thought, you know, he's always oh, he's going to twenties, man. This guy slipped real far, so he slipped. It goes, it, it goes to show you, man. You know, like you know, Draymond Green, another positive statistic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that that's a you know, I'm I'm happy to hear that story for him. You know? Solid two way player, man. I, I would have liked him here. I still like him more as a, in a supporting cast role, but you, you never know. For he's sure. still young enough. For um, sure. You know, maybe he hasn't reached the ceiling yet. Maybe he hasn't reached it yet. Shout out to Flazer Ingram. He says he's new. He's a Knicks fan for life. So salute to Flazer. Stay loyal. Tough day, but stay loyal, man. We'll, we'll be all right. All right, let's go back to the phones. Moke, just keep me honest on the time because, you know, I'll, I'll be here for a bit. But if, if you had to shake loose, um, you know, just keep me posted. Yeah, I got, uh, I, got, I, got another, I got another five minutes. Okay, no problem. All right, so let's take this call before we wrap. Before you wrap, uh, Felix from Brooklyn, he wants you to know, give... I could can, can go, uh, go until 10 after if you... Okay, no problem, yeah. no problem. All right, so Felix from Brooklyn, go ahead, Felix. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, you know, it's tough that uh, we, did, we lost out on the KD sweepstakes, but, you know, I, I messaged you on Friday on Twitter, and I told you about, you know, we were in a situation where we, you know, we could build or we could, you know strike the lottery we didn't strike the lottery but now we could just build we know what our focus is yeah you know i said get a couple veterans get a couple veterans 
show the guys the ropes, you know, take the chains off of the young guys from last year and just let them go out there and just rip it, you know what I mean? And and then us fans, us Knicks fans, you know, we're going to hear it from, like, these Brooklyn fans. Just remember, they're like little kids, man. They're not, they're not real fans, you know? And, uh, you know, we just got to stay the course. We just got to stay the course. And, you know, and, and do what we got to do, you know, and that we're going to be, you know, we're going to be the destination that everybody want to come to. You know what I mean? And that's all I got to say, you know, and just keep our heads up. We'll make a couple moves here and there. And the sky's the limit for us. You know what I mean? We don't have a we don't have a wall blocking us. We have the sky's the limit because, you know, we have so many options still. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's okay. not like we lost the money. We still got it. We still, still, make still got it. Still got it. Like you right, said, guys. appreciate it, Felix. Felix with the uh, the optimism there. Let, let's go to uh, Oz from North Carolina. He says the, the Oakley situation influenced KD. Oz, how you feel, man? Good. What's up, fellas? Good. How you doing, bro? Good. When I saw the uh, the Instagram pic with KD and Oakley... I, I didn't like it. That's I didn't the problem. like it, man. I mean, it seems that, like, Oakley, you know, almost sabotaged it. I didn't because like it, Mo. KD, of all the Nick... Oak been sleeping with the enemy all year, yeah, and, man. And, I wasn't feeling it, man. Yeah, that's when I saw that. I said he's he's definitely not coming. And the Knicks <laughs> do not have a good ambassador. They don't have a good recruiter. Like you got LeBron recruits people. You got Jerry West can recruit. You got Riley can recruit. These guys have nobody. Well, well, well who did the Nets bring to the table? Me? Jason Williams. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who the Nets? The Nets. Well, the Nets haven't had a, a, a. This is the best all-season acquisition they've ever had in franchise history. I mean, Jason Kidd wasn't coming to that table for him. No, but you know what? They got Kyrie to sign number one, and you know, and, and that was expressed early on. And, yeah. and Kyrie and KD were kind of joined at the hip, it seemed. Um, but I'm not even convinced. I'm actually, you know, I'm not like a Nick fan that's upset about this i think it's actually positive to let the youth develop they could absorb salaries i mean like they could do something crazy like get beal by absorbing wall let's say something really crazy like that but you know they can let somebody like barrett grow now and you, you know uh, kate durant might not hit the floor till 2021 and so, you know, I, I don't get why people are freaking out. I mean, right yeah. now it's going to be Kyrie playing for a year with that roster. You know, DeAndre Jordan is, is old. I think this is like when they signed, you know, Kate and Garnett and mm. Paul Pierce, you know. Like everyone gets all hyped up and hopped up, but these guys are older. I, I don't see it, man. Okay. I think the Knicks are in a good place, but I do think that D'Lo and Randall should be an option. If for no other reason, because they could pour in like 30, 35 a night and take the pressure off the kids. You know, and then and then somebody like Knox say, "Yo, man, play some D." <laughs> you know, like these guys score, and you play some D. So, so that's all I had to say. I, I don't think it's you know it's embarrassing more than anything else. That's what I feel. Uh, but that's I don't think I Nick Nick fans should. Okay, appreciate it. Yeah. Right, go ahead. So man. anyway, yeah, I just wanted to say. So I think that this is common knowledge. Um, but the picture with Charles Oakley, that wasn't current, you know? Yeah, no, it, it was an old picture, but I think it was, to, I knew it was an old picture, but it was, to me, it was just Oak, you know, tweeting that out after, you know, the fraternizing with the Nets all year and hyping the Nets up all year. I was, you know, I, yeah. I, I just. I mean, I definitely, I mean, the optic was yeah. not the best thing to see as a Nick fan, yeah. but it would be one thing if Kevin Durant tweeted the picture, but Charles Oakley is the one that, that put it out, right? right. So. You know, but I mean, yeah, obviously it wasn't a good sign. Yeah. 
Well, what well, well, can you do? But like I said, man, we got we got to move on. Um, one last call, Mook. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Actually, let, let me just uh, before we get that, let me just yeah. clarify something real quick because I did actually see one thing in the chat that I kind of wanted to mm-hmm. just address quickly because somebody actually made a very astute point mm-hmm. where they basically are like, well, Mook, on one hand, you said last season you don't think that Fizz was coaching to win games, but on the other hand, you said a team is only as good as its record, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, how can I say those two things? And that's actually very fair. The response to that would be Fizz not coaching win games is actually my opinion based on what I saw and based on the fact that I knew the Nick organization would want nothing more than Zion, right? That's what I think. But that opinion is formed on covering the team and watching the team and being around the coach and listening to the coach and knowing people in the organization what their mindset is, right? Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving don't know any of those things. Kevin Durant and Kyrie, when they look at the standings in in April – to see how many games they are behind the first seat or whatever, they're like, damn, Knicks, the Knicks only won 14 games? Like, that's what they're seeing, right? And then when you go into a meeting, I mean, think about it. Why don't the Pelicans, why didn't the Pelicans want Mitchell Robinson? Why didn't they want Alonzo Trier, you know? Mm-hmm. We feel like these guys are good and they can play, but when other teams and other parties around the league are making determinations about you, they're looking at wins and losses at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So when I say you're only as good as your record, I'm talking about pretty much to anyone that doesn't actually know your organization or know your team. Mm-hmm. And most of the players in the league, like the first thing they're looking at is they're looking at numbers, you know, and, and the wins and how much money they're going to be paid. Like those are usually two of the really, really important numbers. Yeah. So just wanted to clarify that point and shout to the, to the person in the chat that, you know, that, made that point you know i didn't catch the name but yeah. it, it was a good point okay. i wanted to respond to that good 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 points so so yeah let's let's get let's get the last call in yeah. um you okay. know, we're, we're, i'm up on the clock but you know what i'm saying yeah, like, no problem all right let's go to um let's see who's been waiting here devin from brooklyn's been waiting here for a minute he wants to talk about the effects on the next future devin what's going on bro how you doing fellas um Love, love your show. Love everything about it. I Thanks. love seeing like another brother doing things. Congratulations on that. Thanks a lot, bro. But I ain't gonna lie to you, fellas. I, I literally was supposed to go to the spiky black party with my girl. Oh, it was today. I couldn't make it. Like, yeah, it's today. Oh wow. I saw that KD stuff and I dropped to the floor. I I told texter like, look, can't go. <laughs> I, I probably okay. won't come outside for two days. Like it was, <laughs> it was that real for me, but. I was hurt, then I had to watch, like, you know, listen to you guys, you know, speak very intelligent on the situation. I said to myself, we're good. We just got to build with them. You know, I don't want, even though I love Stat, I don't want the Amari knee-jerk reaction. I say we go for Randall. I'm not sold on D-Lo. I'm just like you. I'm not sold on D-Lo. We go for Randall, and we give DSJ. And like you said, we still got money to play with. So, you know, let's just be small and take on some one-year bad contracts, get rid of it. And when the time strikes, you know, then we just, you know, we, we react to it. But I got faith in Fizz, um, Perry, and our Mills. I'm not too sure about Dolan, but, you know, but I got faith in them. That's all I want to say to you guys. Keep doing your thing, and God bless. Thanks, Devin. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Moke, you want to take that before you go? Yeah, yeah. So I definitely appreciate that, Devin. And like I said, man, that's that's really, you know, as a Knicks fan, that's, that's really all you can do. You know, all you can do really is have faith. In, and, and one thing that I, I'll kind of say, and I'll kind of leave it on this, is that 
you know, you can't judge Scott Perry and his staff based on what his predecessors did and the mistakes that his predecessors made. And what what the test is going to be for 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 Jim Dolan and for, I guess, Steve Mills as well and the other executives there at, at Penn Plaza is how patient you're going to be with Scott Perry. Right. Because when you think about it, the Knicks change leadership so much head coaches, right? Front office executives, general managers, whatever. They, they change leadership, leadership so much. Anytime you hire a GM, you have to give him time yeah. to show what he can do. You know what I mean? You have to give him time to find Mitchell Robinsons and, and Alonzo Triers and Kevin Knox's and, and develop those guys and see what they can become. So I, I think a lot of the time when I talk to people about the Knicks and about, you know, where they're going as an organization or what have you say, Oh, the Knicks have been bad for so long, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, yeah, but that ain't got nothing to do with Scott Perry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the moves that Scott Perry has made and things that he's done since he came to New York. I mean, I think, I think most of the moves, the Porzingis trade in hindsight, now that you know, you didn't get Durant or Kyrie Irving and, and perhaps not Kawhi Leonard. Like the fact that you didn't get those guys, Obviously, now it gives you an opportunity to second guess it. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You're going to say this and say that. Um, so you'll have to accept that if you're Scott Perry, right? But I think that there are a lot of other positive, positive moves that he's made so far. And he certainly has avoided the knee jerk, right? Like at the beginning of the season, Steve Mills himself said that, you know, we're not going to make the same mistakes we, we being the Knicks, made in the past because I've seen that go wrong too many times like that's a direct quote from steve Mills. Mm-hmm. so you have to at least give them the opportunity to show you that they're not lying you know like yeah. i i actually just saw on my phone i guess um so tobias harris is going back oh well there you go right yeah, there Tobias, yeah, tobias affiliate yep. so if you're a nick fan and you saw that pop up nick's five-year deal even though they couldn't offer him a five-year but if the Knicks offered Tobias Harris a four-year max contract then I couldn't I could not I could not defend such a move right right so that that's the only thing that I'm going to say is you can't judge the front office like yes it's Knicks Knicks fans have been waiting a very long time for a winning team etc but at this moment in time right now where we sit with the young guys with the cap flexibility with the draft picks I do think there's a route forward to building a a i was gonna say contending but before we say contending let's just say a a competitive playoff team in new york and you know you got to see how the rest of the summer plays out well said moke well said to end on that note moke man i really appreciate you coming through and blessing the the stream Uh, hopefully we could do this again man i'll definitely um hit you offline but thanks again bro i really appreciate it man Thanks no problem, time, man. Bro. Thanks a lot for having me on. And to everybody tuned in, man, I appreciate you guys' support. Just let them know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at The Athletic. You know, I cover both the Knicks and the Nets for The Athletic. Born and raised in New York. You know, I've been been watching the Knicks for, you know, my entire life. You know what I mean? And that's more than 30. I ain't going to tell you exactly how old I am, but it's more than 30 years. You know what I mean? So if there's someone that can relate to Knicks fans and understands this city and what Nick fans have been through, it's definitely me. And if there's someone, you know, I, I actually, um, you know, I spent a couple of years working for SNY and I actually covered the Nets their first, I don't know, two years, three years in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? So I was there from the beginning for, 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 for Brooklyn, you know? So 
again, if there's someone that knows a thing or two about this city and about basketball in the city and about the organizations and all of that, you know, I think I'm definitely one of those guys. So like I said, man, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Moke Hamilton. I'm on The Athletic. And like I said, man, I appreciate the kind words and the interaction that I get from a lot of you guys on the chat. Thanks again, Moke. That was uh, Moke Hamilton from The Athletic. Um, TM or, or Dave, just throw the link to his Twitter in the chat so people in the chat can get to his profile real quick and follow him. Hey, listen, man, it's been a tough day. It's, it's definitely been a tough day. But, uh, you know, Moke made some great points. We have to start building our foundation here. And we thought that we could just, you know, body the Nets by being the big brother, by being, you know, the, the, the talk of the town, by holding on to legacy. And what Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant basically said was, means nothing. It means nothing. You know, that, that's, that's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, but what, what can we do? So, so let's get back to the phones. Robert from Maryland's up. He wants to talk about uh, the Knicks' deep-rooted problems with the players. Robert, how you feeling, bro? Hey, 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 yo. Um, I just started off, I'm disappointed Knicks fan, just like everybody else. But yeah. uh, I'm going to light the fuse on the Nets right now. I mean, if you look at KD's history, he didn't get along in Oklahoma with two of the best players in the world, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. He had a hard time getting along. Wasn't the best relationships. Then he goes to Golden State. Yeah, they won a lot of talent, but the team had won previously, and he didn't get along there either. He he, he had some um, disagreements with Dray, Draymond Green, and then you look at Kyrie and his history. He was with LeBron James, and they didn't get along. And then and then he goes to Boston. It's a pretty good team with a good coach, and he doesn't get along there. And now you're going to bring these guys to the Nets which is the little brother of the Knicks. And they're going to, with all the New York pressure and KD coming back from a torn Achilles, and these guys are going to get along, and, the, and it's going to work. So I, I think the real potential there for this, for this next team, who's still feeling the effects from the Kevin Garnett. Still there? I think, think we lost Robert, <laughs> man. Um, Bash from New York. He's devastated. Bash, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm I'm just feeling it bad, man. Just terrible right now. Yeah. But um, I want to talk about like real talk, man. Like we need to stop talking about the Nets or Sean Marks or development and all that. There is something very foul that's going on in the Knicks organization, man. Something foul that we're not privy to as fans or the media is not telling us. But there's something foul. I mean, DeAndre Jordan played for the Knicks last year. Rod Strickland is. Kyrie Irving's godfather. Christoph Porzingis is an infant in the NBA by all means, yet he didn't want to take your money. Like, Kimball Walker didn't even want to come here. I mean, it's, this is something foul going on here. We just got to address that, man. That's real talk, man. It has nothing to do with the Nets with winning or winning organization or they, they built their team right. There's something foul that's here in New York, man, in the Knicks organization, man. And, it, and maybe it's James Dolan, maybe it's Steve Mills. But there's a rumor that goes around that we're not privy to, that Charles Oakley knows, that Rod Strickland knows, that Christoph Porzingis, being here three years, found out about. There's no reason for us to think that R.J. Barrett won't have the same sentiment as Christoph Porzingis. I mean, anyone who's here long 
finds out they don't want to be here. Well, wait, wait, hold on one second. Let me, let me, hold, hold on. Let me stop you right there. Money. Let me stop you right there because Ramona Shelbourne from um, ESPN is saying that the Knicks and Dolan were not prepared to offer Katie a full max contract due to concerns over his recovery from the Achilles injury. Knicks are in L.A. tonight meeting with Julius Randle. Hey. You're not going to get Julius Randle. You're not going to get D'Lo. Like, but, 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 I mean, but, but respond to that, though. What do, you, what do you think about that? Because that's, that's big. That is big. Because Ramona Shelbourne and Wolves, they, they're credible. The, the, the fact that they didn't want to give KD to Max. I think I think KD didn't want didn't want to be here. He saw how this organization is run, and he saw how other organizations are run just by conversation and talk. Mm. And that's what I'm talking about. There's, there's conversations within executives and amongst players that we're not privy to that say something bad about New York Knicks constantly. There's nothing good that is said about this organization. DeAndre Jordan played here last year, and he. I mean, that, that's that's just crazy to think that. Now he's going to Bookman with KD. And, I mean, the Knicks, these players want to play well, in New York. Yeah. It's convenient that Bookman has a team in New York so they don't have to play for the Knicks. Because the rumor around the NBA is something very foul going on in that organization. I'm not blaming Scott Perry, but Steve Mills has been there for decades. Okay, okay. James Dolan, we already know the owner we have. This has nothing to do with Bookman. But, but why is it, but why is it that it can't done? just be... That Brooklyn is a now team and we are a future team. You can't look at both rosters and say that we come anywhere close to that. And if you're looking at Kyrie, whose time is limited on those knees, you're looking at DeAndre Jordan, who's put in time, and you're looking at KD coming off that injury, they want to still win now. I don't see see why that's so hard to grasp. I, I can't grasp that, man. Just like the caller previous, there's something bad going on in the New York Knicks that has nothing to do with anyone else. I mean, Christoph, I mean, R.J. Barrett's going to be here. Yes. And he sounds just like Christoph Wazicki when, when he came here. He told, I remember Christoph Wazicki told a, a, a fan, take that book and Nets hat off. You should be wearing a Nick hat. He was just as enthused to be a New York Nick as R.J. Barrett looks today. And yet, he wanted out. Okay, he, wanted, he wasn't taking your money. The Knicks have $70 million and no one wants their money. Okay. There's something foul going on in this organization that needs to be wiped away. And we need to be serious and talk real talk about it. It has nothing to do with this Sean Marks or development or any of that, man. It really has to do with why teams don't want to, why players don't want to come play for the Because New we're York not Knicks. ready to win. And we're not ready to win, Bash. We're not ready to win, man. I appreciate I, I think, the call. I, I Pre- I, appreciate the call. I, I didn't want to clutch you, but I got other calls I got to get to. We, we're not ready to win. And I've said this before, the clocks never aligned to bring Katie and Kyrie here. That's why I always thought if they, even if they did come here, that they would still try to get that Anthony Davis trade going because it doesn't align with us and the young players. Now that reality has set in, the Nets are a now team. We have to come to that realization. And yes, there was something wrong with the Knicks. They were suffering from mismanagement for years. For over 25 years, they have mismanaged this team from a Ewing trade on down. Things have been putting us, setting us back years and years and years. And now Scott Perry, now he's come in to try to clean this up. And we still have, uh, we still have to build that foundation. I don't, I don't see why it's so hard to see 
that these guys want to, yes, come to New York, but they also want to win within their window. They have a smaller window than R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett just got here. Kevin Knox just got here. DSJ, Frank, they just got here. So we got to be patient. We, we got to be patient. You know, I, I understand, you know, the, the sentiment that why did they diss us to go to the net? DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan's getting up there in years. So I'm sure if Kyrie and KD said, yo, let's go to the Knicks, DeAndre would have followed suit. Back to this Dolan thing, though. I don't know if it's, is it the garden spinning this? Or is it true? That Dolan didn't want to give KD the, the money over the Achilles. He got burned already from stat. So all the all all the all the Dolan needs to sell the team people. How do you feel now? If if he was trying to protect us from eventual danger, I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just playing devil's advocate. How do you guys feel about this? Do you feel like it's spin, or do you feel like it's the truth? And how do you feel about it? I'm gonna go back to the phones. Uh, I, w- I want to know something, man. I want I want to know how you guys feel about this. Eric from Orlando's been been waiting. Eric, how you feel about this in terms of Dolan not wanting Let's to talk. give to give him the max? You you believe it? What's up, CP man? Yeah, yo, I'm so happy that report you reported that while I was on hold because I've been saying that for about a week that I don't think we're gonna get KD because there's no way they're gonna give. A 31, 32-year-old, 100 and whatever it is, million, after after Amari. Yeah. Like, we have to learn from these mistakes. We already did this. Like, I, I don't, I'm honestly, what I really called in initially was, I'm not mad about any of this mm-hmm. at all. You know, I heard Kenny Smith say something about two weeks ago that stuck with me. He was like, Teams need to learn how to bake and not microwave. Yes. Right? Agreed. Just go get – I've been screaming, D-Lo. you probably seen me in your in your, um, in the mess, uh, on the on YouTube. I've been screaming for D-Lo for about two weeks. I want Julius Randle as well. Sign a bunch of other young players on some one, two-year deals and run it back. Yeah. Let these boys grow. KD is 30-some years old. That contract, in my opinion, is going to be an albatross in about year three or four. Because who do we have, as an example, that came back from that and was a beast? True. We Val don't know. Meek, like, we, we don't know. Two decades ago? No one. That's the reality. Kyrie, meanwhile, we just saw him a month ago on a good team flame out. Do nothing. I, yeah. I'm not mad at this. Let Brooklyn have them, man. To me, this is just KG and Paul Pierce 2.0. Right? They're not. This is not. It's they're gonna praise them all summer long. The media is gonna make them sound like geniuses, and the Knicks are awful. That's all right, man. Yeah. Perry and them are smart. That's that's what I get from them ever since they stepped in there. They haven't done one stupid thing since they got there. Not one. You may not love every move they make. I ain't gonna. But they haven't done anything stupid. And that's that's what the Knicks' reputation has been forever. Just doing things that are dumb. And this is not – signing K, KD to that contract. And like you yeah. just said, the timelines never matched. 
I never, never understood that in the first place. He's 30. These guys are, we have a roster of 20 and 19 year olds. Yeah. Uh, what? Get D'Lo, he's what, 23? 23. Get Randall, who's I think 24. Um, a guy that called in earlier, he said it perfectly. Let them, they're going to take all the shots. They're going to run it. It's going to make it easier for the, the kids on the team, you know, like Knox, like Barrett. Mitchell Robinson. I actually think if they get Zelo and Randall, they can actually sniff the eight seed this year. I believe that. But even if they don't, that's progress. All these guys that we're going crazy over are in their thirties, and by the time these kids are in their beast, are in their prime mode, they'll be in a Nick uniform for once. We've never had that. Yeah. Never. We've never had players. Be, enter their prime in uh, in our uniform. We're always trying to poach somebody else's star. Like, let's have OKC problems for once. When they had KD and Harden and Westbrook and couldn't figure out how to pay all of them. You know, they drafted all them cats. I mean, Baca. You know, same thing with Golden State. Like, this is this is how you got to do it for once. The Knicks just need to be patient. Okay. Hopefully Dolan doesn't do anything but that's really all i was saying i'm not mad about this appreciate it need to chill this is smart this is good news all right appreciate it eric that was uh eric from orlando wanted to be the voice of reason what you guys think of eric's call i agree with some some points he made i definitely agree with some points he made you know listen I, i i i was tight because it was the nets if he would have went to golden state i would have been all right with it i would have been like ah that sucks but you know it's the fact that it's a PR. It was a PRL for me, you know, with the Nets thing. But the Dolan thing is interesting because we get on Dolan for not, you know, for, for, for all the past mistakes. But here he is, as we as we hear, whatever the truth is, we don't know. But here he is being more prudent, being more responsible with the wallet. Can you blame him? What do you guys think in the chat? Think about that. Let me know. What, what do you guys think about this? Once again, Nixon owner Jim Dolan were not prepared to offer Kevin Durant a full max contract due to concerns over the Achilles injury. What what do you guys think about that, man? Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Salute to everybody that's new in here. Make sure you guys are subscribing to the channel. Number one show for Knicks fans, for the fan, by the fan. Um, let me salute some of the, the super chats that came in. We had a lot of super chats come in. Uh, Michael Parker, number one fan of the show, he says, uh, unfortunately, I think we really have to consider the Dolan effect. The writing is on the wall. Shout out to Yogi Gold for a super chat. Um, this guy's username is Nix. He says, Jim Dolan, sell the team. Savage Reese said we still have to spend 90% of the cap space. Yeah, man, and, and a lot of guys are flying off the shelf, so I, I don't know. How does uh, Michael Parker says, how does this free agency shutout affect the Scott Perry regime? Will Dolan still allow him full autonomy? Yeah, he has to. He's just getting started. This is his second offseason. He's just getting started. So you got to give him time. This is going to take some time. Um, Release the Beast says, let's stop with the doom and gloom. Let's get away from these quick fixes. Build a team with the young talent. Journey will be sweeter. I agree with that. Krillin876, he says, KD doesn't rely on athleticism. Injury, not big a deal. Will Farmer, we are good young guns develop. It's a little bit of both. We see some optimism. We see some pessimism. Uh, let's let's see, man. Let's go back to the phones. Um, David from Brooklyn's up. He wants to talk about the Knicks' future. David, how you feeling, bro? Hey, 
How you doing, man? Uh, I've been listening. Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear, bro. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. I've been uh, listening to you for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, glad to be on, finally. Thanks, Thanks bro. Um, man, um, CP, man, I'm just... I've been I've been feeling a little devastated. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like KD was kind of trolling us. You know, he had the orange cast. Um, he's taking pictures in front of Seventy Second Street. <laughs> um, I even saw a picture with um, I seen a picture with Kyrie uh, uh, with Fat Joe. He was wearing orange sneakers, so they were definitely <laughs> trolling us. Um, you know, um, all I all I really got to say is. Um, Knicks fans, uh, be be patient. You know, um, I was I was really on this whole KD bandwagon thing, and um, you know I, I feel like I feel like we just need to you know stick stick with our youth. Yeah. Um, I like RJ Barrett. Um, you know I like I like his alignment with Steve Nash. I like I like everything about that kid. He he looks like he's a dog. Um, and you know, I like I like our other guys. You know, I like. It was funny too because I, I I seen the post that you put up. It was um, KD and the he was following um, ISO, ISO Zoe, Zoe, yeah. like right before they made the uh, yeah. You know, so trolled um, ISO. He brought ISO yeah, into this. this ISO didn't do anything. ISO didn't deserve that, man. He, he used exactly. him. He used ISO, man. He's just a kid, right? And and, and it's, exactly. And ISO supposed to be that's supposed to be his man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. You know, um, it's okay. You know, let them let them have a let them let let KD and and Kyrie and whoever whatever other sucker comes, um, let them have a good time in Jersey because we all know that's where that that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, born and raised. Um, okay, I've been a Knicks fan since '94, and um, you know, everybody knows, especially uh, from what your man was saying, uh, Moke. He was saying about. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the Knicks and, and the Nets and how the Nets would be the kind of the more superior team now. I, you know everybody knows, man. We went from hearing even Stephen A. Molly. Um, I even seen Ice Cube come on and say, "Well, why would you want to play for the for for Brooklyn? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to make history with the Knicks? You know what I'm saying? So, um, I hope I hope I hope we um I hope we boo Kyrie and and and, uh, and KD out the building. And um, I hope this makes our youth stronger. I hope th- I hope this puts a little bit of pressure RJ, on RJ. RJ got to put the team be- on his back, man. Yeah. And appreciate the yes, call, sir. Brooklyn. This is RJ's team. This is RJ's team. RJ wants it, man. He wants to be the guy. We got to be patient with him. Be patient with RJ, man. Don't don't try. Don't do him like we do Frank. Now, we got to be patient with this kid. But RJ wants to be the guy. So let's see. He's talking about first take Molly and I don't watch that stuff, man. I'm not gonna watch that stuff tomorrow. I'm not gonna watch it the next day. I'm here. I'm here at Knicks Fan TV. Like I said, this is the home of the diehard Knicks fan. No disrespect to those other guys, but this is the home of the diehard Knicks fan. It's just it's about us. We're gonna give you objective analysis. We're gonna bring on guys from the beat. We, you heard Ian Begley. For those of you that didn't see it, Ian Begley was on. You heard the interview with Mark Berman. We had Moke Hamilton on here. So we're, we're bringing guys from the beat. Bringing them here to give you some some jewels, and and we're just gonna stick together, man. We're gonna stick it through. Gotta stick it through. Um, some news around the league: Nerlens Noel goes to the Thunder. Good for him. Thunder Thunder's going nowhere fast. They need to make moves. I don't think Brody's the guy. 
Uh, we see Tobias Harris back with Philly. Let's see what's going on. Bazemore, we knew that Bazemore got traded to the Blazers for um guy's name is slipping me now. A guy from Ohio State. But Bazemore got traded to the Blazers. Rodney Hood back to the Blazers. Nick Turner. Turner. Evan Turner. Bazemore got traded for Evan Turner. Indiana, Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb, he burnt that Charlotte Bridge later, MJ. Ma Brogdon, this was a big one. This was a guy we had liked. Brogdon, four years, 85 mil. Brogdon moving on to the Pacers from the Milwaukee Bucks. What else, man? Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, big deal. Utah, upgrading. They're, they're trying to take the West. 73 mil. So now you got a lineup of, I guess you got Conley. You got the Spider at the two. Who's going to be their three? Their three, I guess it's going to be Bogdanovich. Did, I don't know where Favors, if Favors went back or not, so I'm not sure who their four is. And uh, they got they got the, the, the Ice Stifle Tower at the five. Utah got a squad. Utah definitely has a squad. I like to see the West wide open, man. Enough of this Golden State dynasty. I want to see a new team, new team take it. Dame Dollars read up. It wasn't even his time. Dame Dollars got the super max. Good for him. He's my favorite player in the league right now. Al Farouk Amino, three-year deal with the Magic. Worth $10 million a year. Somebody saying we got Julius Randles. Is that, is that confirmed? Let's see. Three-year deal. Julius Randle. Three-year deal. Breaking woes bomb. Julius Randle is a member of the New York Knicks. Three years, 63 million dollars. So Randle gets 21 a year. I, f- I figured that'd be about his price. We needed a power forward. Um, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm, I'm happy with it, man. We, need, we needed a power forward. And, uh, you know, Randall fit the bill. He had a great year last year. Very versatile in the offensive end. I think he'll fit well with Mitch. He's, he's capable of spacing the floor. He's not a terrific three-point shooter, but he's a capable three-point shooter. So I think him and Mitch should be all right down there. And uh, let's hope it works. Three-year deal for Julius Randall. What do you guys think about that in the chat, man? What do you guys think about that? Some say I love it. Some say happy. Some say good contracts. Some are running from the chat. Is there a team option? We'll see. Let's check in on on what uh, Begley and Berman have to say. But Julius Randle is uh, the Knicks pickup of the day. Let's see what else happens. I guess Bobby Portis is out the door. Let's see what happens. I mean, I guess D'Lo would be, um, you know, the next potential piece. But Julius Randle... Average 21 points, 8 rebounds, 52% shooting last year. 34% from 3. You know, not the greatest, but he's capable. He's not a stretch forward by any means. He's a power forward. And we needed somebody. We needed some depth at the 4. And Julius Randle's that guy. Well, what do you guys think about it? Let's go, let's go to some chats. I'm going to go back to the phones in a second, but uh, let's see what some people in the chat are saying. NY Knicks is pretty dope. Rome from Fall Rocks, a short-term deal from Randall is a win. Matthew Williams, great move for our team. We got to start in five now. Okay. Sua says Zion Jr. <laughs> Akash says Randall versus Canna. Yeah, he took Canna's spot. So that should be a nice little matchup. 
That should be a nice little matchup. Christian says he thinks he's going to be all star next year. Not so sure about that, but I think he'll he'll be a good he'll be a good pickup. He'll be a good pickup. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's see what you guys think about this. Um, Vinny from Houston is up. Vinny, first, what's your take on Randall, and then um, give me your other takes on Katie in the future. Hey, what's up, CP? Yeah, um, a little surprised by it. Um, I'm happy that he did less than the four years. Yeah. Um, he's still a young player. Um, he could grow with this club, so that's the positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the James Dolan thing, I'm a little – I'm taking that as a different direction. Um, two different points with that. Uh, Dolan was trying to protect the franchise. Obviously, we've had problems with injuries, with free agents. And second off, it doesn't mean that Kevin Durant was refusing to play with the Knicks mm-hmm. because they still could have signed him. I just think that because we weren't willing to give him the Mac, he wants to stay in New York. He said, you know what? You're not going to give me the Mac? I'll go to Brooklyn. Yeah. So – as far as that aspect, um, the reason I was calling, though, was the Knicks need to build the foundation, like you were saying before. Mm-hmm. Once you build the foundation of a winning culture, you do it through the draft. It changes. Yeah, it changes things, man. getting more drastic. It changes things. We we exactly. have to, and, and not to cut you off, Vinny, but you know what? I, it's it's time to bury the whole legacy thing. You see you see behind me, I got the dunk up there. I got Patrick Ewan schooling a young Shaquille O'Neal. Those were my guys. That was my era. These guys don't care about that no more, man. It's gone. It's over. It's over. We have to start anew. We appreciate those times. We can't go back to the 90s well no more and think that people are just going to come here because of that nostalgia and what it would mean if they won here. Mo hit, hit that right on the head, man. Because I was guilty of it, too. I was guilty of it, too. You know, in, and, in, in propping us up as that team. Have, go ahead, Vinny. Go ahead. And we still have the cap. We still have the cap flexibility. Yeah. And we should consider certain moves, like maybe speaking to the Clippers. They have Danilo Gallinari. He has $20 million yeah. one year left. Uh, yep. See uh, if he's willing to come with a draft pick or two. Yeah. So we can continue adding assets. Because through the draft is how... We're going to become a better team, not through free agents. Right. It has nothing to do with that. I didn't expect KD to come here. I didn't want Kyrie here. Is is, is Kawhi signed yet or no? Uh, Kawhi hasn't signed yet. Um, who knows? But with Kawhi, I would fully expect him to go back to the Raptors, although the Lakers would certainly, to me, would be attractive if he really wants to go home and play for his team. But, I, you know, forget us. Forget us. And, that, that ship is sailed. Anything to me. Anything to make the West stronger yeah. and Dallas weaker to make our picks better. <laughs> true, true. Anything that slides Dallas out of that eighth spot and below, we're, we're good with that. So, yeah, I would I would certainly welcome a Kawhi return to the West. But the Lakers should be, you know, in, in good shape in terms of making the playoffs without him. But uh, thanks for the call, Vinny. De- definitely I'll appreciate, appreciate it, man. You have a good day. Okay. All right, cool, man. Cool. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat. The phone lines are open. I should be. If you guys are trying to call in and can't call in, let me know if I need to reopen the phone lines. But uh, I'm pretty sure the f- you should still be able to call in. Dave, let me know if I need to reopen the phone lines. Because I know from the switchboard standpoint, the timer went out. But I can still take whatever calls are left over. Um, next caller up, Jay from North Carolina. was waiting for a minute. He says he's shocked by the news. Jay, how you feeling, bro? Hey, I'm doing, I'm doing great, man. Hey, you called out Jay from Florida, so I stumbled with that because so many Jays be calling. But okay. you know, that was on me. So okay. I called no back problem. and I called back and held. 
Hey, yo, this is what it is, man. Mm-hmm. If everybody got their eyes on building the young crop, today should be a good day. Yeah. See, our free agency starts this week in summer league. All them guys, the Kevin Knox, the Mitchell, the um, the Trill, the RJ, them dudes supposed to be feeling some kind of way. Oh, y'all didn't want to play with me? Oh, y'all think we can't hold it down if you get hurt or something like that? See, that was the main thing why Kyrie and them, you know what I'm saying, was over there in Brooklyn. Because they feel like if an injury or something occurred, them guys can hold it down. And they deserve that. Them guys showed who they was this, this year. Yeah. They played hard. So them guys deserve that. We can't be hating like a dude on the wall at the yeah, club we can, we can, that ain't dancing mad at them because they did their thing. <laughs> right. We got to be patient, man. Yeah. I, I, y'all depressing me out, man. And I'm a strong Knicks fan. I'm talking about back 11.30 p.m. at night on WRTV with Ray Williams and, and Michael Ray Richardson going against Dennis Johnson. Oh, you, you and, go, and, you're and going back. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't know nothing about that. You feel me? Yeah. But be patient and let's build. Let's build. I almost thought, I almost was thinking like Perry was dropping the ball because Kyrie and KD Ben announced that they was going to play. That was before 6 o'clock. So you're supposed to be tearing that phone up, calling all types of people. It's a lot of movement that don't happen with dudes that could have helped our team, man. Yeah. For real. We're all talking about one-year deals and stuff like that. A lot of movement went on. But we still got to stay with the focus. The focus is the young guys, man. We can't give up on them. We can't be mad. KD went there. Kyrie went there, man. That's there. We can't get mad at Dolan yeah. about We know how crazy he is. But one thing I can say – Dolan will put that money in his people in his people pocket That's if he it. feel like they right. Yeah. Something must have been wrong with Dolan, and Dolan put that out early in the week that had Stephen A. Smith going crazy. Nah, let me see that paperwork. When you go to the feds, they want to see you want to see that see paperwork. That paperwork. paperwork says a lot. <laughs> we never saw nothing. We never saw nothing. So Dolan pulled the plug and did what he wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But just relax. We got a good thing going. We got we got all we got the um two thousand version of Rodney Rogers. That's who my man <laughs> Randall remind me of. You know what I'm saying? That's right. We got a two thousand version. Uh, we we got a good picket. The, the number four. He ain't bothering nobody. We the slot was wide open. And, 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 and just stay Knicks fan, man. Don't be hating because Brooklyn did this. They, them young guys behind the scene, they did their thing last year, man. And I'm I'm, I'm thinking we should go get um um. Because he still feels some kind of way of being disrespected, for real. Because yeah. he carried that crop a little <laughs> yeah, bit too. He, he, you know what I'm saying? He's, a, he, he's one of the reasons they made it to the to the playoffs. You know, that's right. So he should be like and on us. Yo, let me call Scott myself. Yo, Scott, y'all feeling some kind of way? Y'all trying to rock with me, man? Because I, I build that over there. They follow me, man. Y'all trying yeah. to rock with me? You know what I'm saying? I need to know what Scott Perry doing on that phone, man. Because we need a spokesman, like what Mo said earlier. We need a spokesman, man. Yeah. That's why Mark Jackson would have been really, really so important to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doing his signing. Not saying Fizz ain't doing a good job. He's good with developing players, man. But sometimes you need a spokesperson, man, to get True. across to somebody, man. You know what I'm saying? Where other people can't get across to him. But today is a good day. And stop feeling miserable, man. Nick five, six, stand up, man. Appreciate, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to call you back later say. on. Let me see what's going on with the rest of free agent, man. All I right. love y'all Knicks fans, man. And I'm down in North Carolina, man. There we go. There we go. That boy Jay, man. That, that was the call of the day, man. That was the call of the day. Salute to Jay. And Jay's been through it. Jay's, Jay's seen some good days, some bad days as well, man. So he said, hey, listen, we'll be all right. That was a great call. That was a great call, man. 
Let me reopen the lines. I didn't realize that people couldn't call back in. Let me reopen the lines. We're going to go um, for a little while longer. Salute to everybody in the chat so far. Hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Um, salute to Expect a Fight. It's my cousin, man. T- uh, threw me a super chat. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, Marcel from Brooklyn. What I need you to do is hang up. Call back in. I need to relaunch the show. So let me. I'm going to hang this up. I'm going to relaunch the show. Thank and you then, for uh, using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. And then everybody else should be able to call in. So let me let me do that now. Hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. This is the home for the diehard Knicks fan. You just heard from Jay from North Carolina. Hey man, Jay 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 has me renewed. He has me renewed, man. I'm I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good about it. I mean, listen, I I, I like I said, if you would have went to Golden State. I would have been fine with it. it. It was just the immediate shock of the Nets, you know, st- stealing it from us, stealing the all season from us. That that's all. But if you really think about it, we just weren't. We we weren't in that position. You got to keep it real, man. Well, like Jay said, you got to keep it real. They they were they were ready to take it, and they were they were competing. They built their foundation. They they rebounded. From terrible moves, and uh, yeah, this this is what this is this is what got them. This is what it got them. This is what they got them. All right, let's see if your show uh, will go live in five seconds. Okay, Four, five seconds. We'll three, get back to it. Two, Dave, just one. call call back in, Dave, and and screen the calls. Love Talk Radio, and then we'll we'll get to it. So what do you guys in the chat think about this 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 Randall uh, news? Listen, I, I think we needed a four, like I said. I'm fine with it. I, I figured this was going to be the more realistic move. Had we struck out. And and here it is. Somebody said last time I checked basketball is a team sport. It's good. Pierce Crosley, 1 a.m. in the UK. Yeah, throw your cities in the chat as well, man. I, I might have missed that portion of it earlier. The, the, the chats are going so quick. It's hard to keep up, but definitely salute to uh, all the fans, man. We got only on I haven't even checked the Facebook viewers. I haven't checked the Twitter viewers. We got eleven hundred and fifty people watching worldwide. Come on, man. I don't know if you're Knicks fans or basketball fans or what, but I appreciate the support still. Tariq from the Bronx. Salute Tariq. Ayo pals in here. Ayo pal. I haven't heard from you in a while, man. How you doing, man? All right, as soon as Dave um, gets in here and screens some of these callers, the first call up, we'll, we'll get to it. All right, let's go to Dre from West Palm. He wants to talk about the Dolan situation of, of uh, KD not getting max. Dre, how you feeling, bro? I'm not feeling good, CP. Listen, first of all, let me say this to you. I yeah. salute your show. Thanks, First bro. off, I'm an old head. I'm in my 40s. Yeah. But I respect what you do. Appreciate I'm subscribed it. to the channel. Y'all subscribe to this man channel. Hit the like button. Share this, please. Yes, sir. For real, let me salute you first on what you do, bro. Because to be honest with you, I don't go to them other cats yeah. to get Nick's news. I go to you. And I'm just being real talk to you, brother. So salute to what you do Thanks, bro. for us. Because all you. of us hurting right now. And we coming to you right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to Berman. We ain't going to Frank and them other cats, man. We coming yeah. to you. So Appreciate I'm going to salute you, you first, first on that. Thanks a lot, man. I don't know how to feel. Like, you know what? Like you said earlier, it would not hurt that much CP if he went to Golden State, if he went if he went to the Clippers, because he went to the Nets. That's where it hurts the most, and it stings. That now they're gonna parade around the city 
And here's the thing. Scott Perry was there when Kevin Durant got drafted by Seattle. Was he not in the front office? Yeah, he was there. He was on that team. He was with that group. CP, he can't even get a conversation, fam. I'm going to sit down, I think I think they still did. I'm I'm pretty sure they did. I don't know what, you know, I'm sure eventually we'll hear what happened. But I'm sure, you know, they said Steph Curry and and Bob Myers, the GMM Warriors, came out here to check him. I think he had his mind made up already, though. I think he had his mind made up. Right. I'm sure they, you know, the Knicks call, checked in, it, how you feeling, and he was like, listen, this is what I'm doing. If they can get, if we can get D'Lo with Junius Randle, I'm cool with that. I'm just don't understand why they want to play with our squad. You want to tell me KD, Kyrie, with Money Mitch, Knox, Dotson, and Diamond's boys? <laughs> you looking lovely out here? Hey, uh, I wish, man. Keep keep your head up, Dre, man. Keep your head up, man. Appreciate the call. I mean, listen, I, I think we have we have to be realistic, right? I'm not singing the Nets praise. This is not Nets fan TV, but if you look at Levert, if you look at Dinwiddie, you look at Joe Harris, they got that three-point flamethrower. They have their defense with Jared Allen. I don't know who else they got on that team. Whatever. But the, the point is they made the playoffs. They were a ready team. They were a ready-made team, ready to compete. We're not ready just yet to compete. That would have been taxing on these guys, on Kyrie especially. You want Kyrie to come here with no KD in this first year and carry the young boys? His knees would have blown out in the preseason. That's just real. I wanted to see it happen, but I always knew that the, the clocks didn't align, and that's why I never really understood the hype of, of, of them coming here because I just never saw it fitting. With the timelines. The timelines just didn't fit. The timelines just didn't fit, man. You know, but I still play fantasy. And, and still, of course, I want it to happen. want to see it happen. But reality is a different thing. Reality uh, kicked us in the teeth today. Let's just be real. All right, George from New York. He wants to talk about the future. George, how you feeling, bro? Hey, CP. How you doing, man? Long time watcher. Thanks, bro. Um, hope you're doing well. Oh, man, this is crazy, man. Yeah. How is it so that a team that hasn't even been in New York for more than 10 years has a better chance to compete for a chip than we do? That's just disappointing, man. Yeah. I mean, I understand, you know, we want to build through the draft, you know, get some pieces, but when you have a chance to win, you win no matter what. I mean, that's what the Yankees do, and that's why they're not the Mets. Yeah. I don't want to hear it, man. Anybody out there saying that, oh, you know, you got to be, you know, patient, yeah, it's okay, but... I mean, when you get a chance to get a player like that or two right. players like you that, go you for it, it, man. I don't want to hear none of that. You got to go for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's crazy. I mean, three years, 63 mil, that's cool and all, but, I mean, we still have to develop players, you know? Yeah. And not just that. All right, cool. Let's say they develop. After three, four years, what star players are going to be available to, you know, bring into the team as free agents like we could have done this year? Ooh, well, there's not going to be nobody around. This was it. Right. But that's, well, you're right. You're right on that. And appreciate the call, George. But the thing is, that's what, what Moke was saying. And that's what we were saying. The foundation has to start from the draft. Whether or not these guys turn into the guys that take you to the promised land or can get you the next pieces that can take you to the next level. We still, we still there. We, we're not there yet. You know, we're still trying to get there. We just drafted RJ. Knox is 19. Mitch is 19. You want, Yeah, whatever you want to say with Frank, he's on the team. He's going to be on the team. He's 20 going into the season. ISO still, you know, fairly young. I think he might, might be like 21 or so. But the point is, 
we're still developing our guys. We we still developing our foundation. Then you could talk about how you're going to fortify that team with free agents, but you can't start with, yes, it would have been a great look, and yes, we wanted it, but maybe that's just not the most realistic approach. I can tell you, I can tell you, and this is no joke, I spoke with somebody yesterday who's tight with Anthony Davis in his circle, and he said AD wanted it. He wanted to come here. We just couldn't get the trade package to get him there, so he went to L.A. You never know what could happen there, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not ready to talk about next year at all. Because we've been talking about this offseason for a year now. I'm tired of it. I want to just talk about the team going forward, starting with Summer League. I'll be out there in Vegas. If anybody's out there in Vegas, uh, stay tuned. We're going to have an announcement in, in terms of a fan meetup out there in Vegas. So, yeah, we're still going out there. But, yeah, AD wanted to be a Nick, man. AD wanted to be a Nick. So, you, you never know. But we but we got to focus on now. Can't worry about tomorrow, next season, next offseason. Focus on now, the guys we have now. We got Julius Randle here, three-year deal versus uh, worth uh, $63 million, I believe. So it's about $21 million. You know, not crazy. You, you figure that would be. I'm not sure where the team or player option comes into play. Maybe it's a two-and-one. We'll, we'll see how that unfolds. But, but Julius Randle is uh, the next member of the New York Knicks. Next next member of the New York Knicks. I appreciate it, George. Let's go to um, CP the Artist, my man. What's going on? He wants to talk about the future. How you feeling, bro? Hey, man, I'm sick of these negative Nancys. I <laughs> had to stay on the phone for an hour. <laughs> yeah, it was tough, man. We had well, a lot look, of calls, man, a lot of calls. It's all good, man. You're doing your thing, man. Thanks. You're doing your thing. I got to tell you, you have the most professional show. Thank you. And I wanted to tell you that from the bottom of my heart, man. Keep up the great work. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Uh, real quick, yeah, real quick, I think it's a good thing because the Nets, they spent $300 million on one bad Achilles, low <laughs> self-esteem, and two bad knees. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know why, why people are, like, going crazy. I think the thing is, too, that, yeah, you know, Bleacher Report is clowning us. I know Max and, and, and yeah, Steve I don't I don't watch them, though, so don't, that don't affect we, me. I don't, I don't watch Stephen A. I don't watch Max. I, I, I don't watch none of that. Good, good. I'm glad you don't. I'm yeah. glad you don't. But the people who are, are upset, they're, they're watching this and they're feeding into it. The New mm-hmm. York Post is, is, is writing articles and it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think it's like a relationship, man. You might be with a, you want that pretty girl, but you don't know what the headache is going to come true. with it. It's true. So my point is this. KD, I don't think he wanted a taste of the pressure of playing in the garden. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go to Brooklyn where it's safe. Where you got the little brownstones and it's gentrified and everything like that, and the people walking in with the lattes and they, yeah. you know, little kids, you know, you know, it, it's it's okay, you know, go ahead, go over there, it's fine. And I think Kyrie wasn't built for it for it either. They are not; they were never going to be built for the pressure. Right. So now, this is why I predict real quick. Mm-hmm. I think that Kyrie is going to try to carry this Brooklyn team on those bad knees mm-hmm. one more year. Then he's going to break down the second year. Mm. Second year, um, uh, Katie comes back on that Achilles. He's going to be rusty. We are not going to ever see the same KD that we saw before. Mm-hmm. Statistics show that 85% of people who come back from the Achilles are never the same. Mm-hmm. So you know what, Brooklyn, I hope you enjoy that 
$300 million uh, damaged goods that we got. <laughs> we got a future, and I'm, and I'm happy that we're, we're, going, we're getting younger, and I believe that the, the team is going to be hungrier, and I'm going to be patient, and I'm going to uh, let you go on that, my brother, man. Keep All up right. the good work. Appreciate the, appreciate the call, CP. Definitely appreciate it. Um, so they're saying the Randall deal is a two, two plus one. It's a good, good move. Two plus one is a good move. Team option in the final year. That's a good deal. I, I, I like it. I'll grade that. I like that deal right there. It's a two plus one. As Tommy Beard says, and Tommy Beard was a guest on our show. Hopefully we'll get him back at some point. Gives the team far more flexibility moving forward. Can make the contract far more tradable. So if he's not working out, you want to get rid of him, that's great. Alex Collins, salute to you. Alex, how you feeling, man? I don't know if you can call, but uh, call in if you can, man. All right, who's up next? I uh, got about, we'll go for another 10, 15 minutes. Uh, Jamal from Queens is there. He says he's, he's not that upset. Jamal, how you feeling, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? Um, I'm just saying, everybody is... It's got all this doom and gloom about not signing KD and, and whatever. We got a good young base that we're working with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, if you look back, there's not been a team that has won that has not had a player that's drafted, that's had a, a good portion of win share, even if you go back all the way back to, to um, Magic. So if you look at it that way, we need to build our base and then we can add on parts to to actually get to that championship level. We can't just think that we're going to trade players and, yeah. and sign free agents, and that's going to get us to that level. you got to have something to start with. Yeah. And what we got right now is a talented young group that we really have to focus on. And I think that's the way that we're going to build going to the future. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree, Jamal. Good, good points, man. We, we, we have to – we're still crawling. You got to crawl before you can walk. That's what they say. And, you know, like I said, today was a tough reminder of that because I don't think it was much more than that. I think, you know, these two guys, Kemba, same way, they wanted to go to ready-made situations. We're not ready-made yet. We're still we're still trying to make ourselves. So, good call, good call. Sam from Brooklyn up next. He wants to talk about the Julius Randle pickup. Sam, how you feeling, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? Good, good, just good. Let you have me on, man. I'll be listening to you all the time, man. Thanks, bro. For real. But uh, yeah, that Julius Randle, like a lot of people looking at it, like, oh, y'all got Randle and didn't get the win or Kyrie. Listen, man. Even if we did get the win, next year was damaged goods because next year we couldn't use them. So that's a whole year sitting out. We probably would have had to try to tank or see what we could do. And then you think about it, the second year he come back, he gonna have to win. Cause you don't win that second year. Now you just throw half his half his contract yeah. for for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and Julius Randle, man, he's a bully, bro. That yeah. boy's a bully. He gets to the paint whenever he wants. You know what I'm saying? You know they're gonna work on that shot a little. Mm-hmm. And then like dude before me was calling and said, bro, we got a nice a nice young squad. We got Iso Zoe yeah. get to the paint whenever he wants. Then there, Knox scoring twenty on thirty percent shooting from the field. Like when he actually gets his field goal percentage up. And becomes more consistent. I think he was overwhelmed, you know, his first year in the league. And, and I think he settled a lot, a lot of shots. When that boy gets his field goal percentage up, you got Dennis Smith Jr., you know, a little undersized. Mm-hmm. But he kind of gets to the paint whenever he wants. You know, my, my boy Mitch, 
first year, double-double, like, come on, bro. It's going to be, give them all, like, another year or two. But like yeah. I said, with that Durant, I ain't going to lie, I kind of did want Durant. Who don't want Durant? Right. So exactly. I don't want to hear nobody say, I don't want him. Exactly. But then, like I said, you throwing away a year, and if it, that second year, if that second year don't work out, you just threw away, you know what I mean, with a hundred, $100 million, $80 million right. on, on two years gambling, you know? And then he's getting a little older. So, you know? Mm-hmm. True. That's how that shit goes. True indeed, man. Appreciate the call, yeah. Sam. Appreciate it, man. I mean, listen, we 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 are building something still. You know, I like ISO. I love Mitch. Mitch is my guy. Um, the Mitch Please T-shirts are in store. Hit that link below. Um, I, I do love Mitch for sure. Knox, we'll see. Left to be determined. I think RJ wants to be the guy. RJ wants to be the man on this team, and. I think he's going to get it there. There you see the Mitch Please t-shirts. I sent one to Mitch. He's loving it. Mitch was wearing it out there in New Orleans over over the offseason. So shout out to Mitch. Shout out to his agent too, Maya. That's my guy. Share these videos on Twitter as well, man. We, We have an exclusive Twitter DM group chat going and the Discord group chat. If you want to join those, share this video on Twitter with the hashtag PostGameNYK. And we'll throw you in those groups. The show is also available in audio format. For those of you going to work tomorrow, you can't watch YouTube, YouTube burning your battery or your data plan, listen to it in audio format. It's on the Knicks Fan TV, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, um, Stitcher. All those platforms is available in audio format. So there's no reason to to uh, not be able to catch the show. Michael from Queens, you're up, man. How you feel about this Randall signing? Yo, uh, I'm loving this Randall signing, but before I even get to that, yo, CP, I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm a great respecter of your work. Uh, I've been following the channel probably since mid-season. And when you said you only follow Shams, Bagley, Berman, and Moke, those are the only ones I follow. So I said, you know what, that's a brother right there. I got to subscribe. So I want to thank you for what you do, boss. I really do. Thanks a lot, bro. Appreciate it. Three things. Really, really. Three things, really, and I will be calling again, by the way. Okay. Three things really, really fast. Number one, I feel that KD, not so much for KD, but for Kyrie going to Jer- going to Brooklyn is a sucker move. Yeah. There's no pressure. In well, Brooklyn. that's what I felt like he wanted. There's none at all. He wanted to fly under the radar and still play basketball. So, right. So, but my, why that's significant to me is that You've done built a winning culture with young kids who don't know pressure yet. Whereas Mitch, Zoe, and 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 Trey and all the rest of them are coming up as infants in a high scrutinized pressure system. Yeah. It's gonna pay off later. And RJ wants to be here. His right. father was here. His mom's from here. He knows that already. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, Julius Randle is a, in my eyes, a younger version of Zach Randolph, who, if you remember, though Zach couldn't get up or he couldn't jump over an envelope, was a beast in the paint. Mm-hmm. Take anybody in the paint, score will in the paint, and rebound it will in the paint. And that's something that we don't necessarily have, especially if Mitch is going to be a defensive stopper. You need a young dude that can – you need somebody next to him yeah. that can offset – his his inefficiency. Right, right. And he's young. He's 23. So who's to say that five years down the line, we're not Eastern Conference championship contenders with a starting five that consists of R.J., 
Knox and Mitch in the middle yeah. and Randall on the side. So that's number two. And, you know, lastly, I didn't want either one of them here. I understand New York seems dysfunctional, mm-hmm. but in a lot of ways, what 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 Ninja P has been able to do since he's been here, if you go by what you read, Dolan has kept his hands off with the exception of firing Phil. So what right. are we talking about? He's been hands off. And we needed him. We needed him to three, do that. Four years? We, we needed him to do that because and Phil was did, going senile did. on us. Phil was losing it. So he... He did what we needed him to do. So it seems like it's a Ninja P show. So if that's the case, in some ways, as warped as this may sound, CP, it ain't broke. So don't fix it. Let him continue building what it is that he's building. And winning is the greatest deodorant. So if we double (laughs) the wins, win 38 games next year, fighting for an eighth seed in in February Mm -hmm. and March, won't nobody be talking about the Knicks stink. Yeah. That that's 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 my point, brother. Okay. And I appreciate you. Appreciate that, Michael. Appreciate it. Appreciate the, the optimism. I, I will say though, and I said this last night, you know, building young and building through the draft isn't a guarantee of anything. Right? You still have to get lucky. You have to get lucky in the draft. You gotta get lucky in free agency. Basketball is luck is a lot of luck has to do with it. You know, as much as you're scouting and you're coaching and your chemistry, there's, there's a lot of things that go into building the championship team. The NBA is a very top-heavy league, and you have to get things right. Things have to go right. Look at the San Antonio Spurs. Their dynasty was built on getting lucky enough to get Tim Duncan with the number one pick, and they weren't even the worst team that year. Boston was the worst team that tanked heavy, and they still couldn't get Tim Duncan. It was the Spurs who lucked out with Tim Duncan. And I believe that was the year David Robinson was out with a broken foot. And the Spurs were able to get Tim Duncan. And that was a 20-year dynasty they built off of that. So I understand, you know, the optimism with the young guys. We got to take it, you know, brick by brick, piece by piece. Because you just don't know. There's no guarantees that it's going to lead us anywhere. You still, We still got to, you know, get the right pieces to round them and, and make sure that these kids are developing and, and we're getting the most out of them. So... Let's just, you know, we've got to temper those expectations because it's a lot of teams that's still young. Look at Phoenix. They can't get out of their own way. Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, they got Towns. They got Wiggins. They had all that. They still can't move. Still can't go anywhere. Denver's just now getting there. But Denver was for a long time, long time. They were terrible. The Warriors, you know, the war. they look at the Warriors now like, you know, gangbusters. Warriors hadn't won since the 70s. Won anything. Barely made the playoffs in them years. After they won that chip, even even with run TMC and all of that. So it's, it's a long road, man. We're on a long road. But, you know, we stay we stay positive. We, we stay loyal as Knicks fans. And that's what that's what it's all about. Speaking of positivity, Dominic from Florida, he wants us to stay positive. Dominic, how you feeling, bro? Hello. All right, I think Dominic was sleeping. Um, next up, Nelson from Queens wants to talk about the value of the young roster. Nelson, what's going on, bro? Hey, how you doing, man? Love your show. Love what you do. Thank you, bro. So, yeah, just wanted to get into it. Uh, first and foremost, just to quickly address the Julius Randle thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to clown Knicks fans and all that stuff with Julius Randle. First of all, he's a good player. The two things I love about the signing 
is he his age fits in with our young guys. He's old enough to teach them about the league, mm-hmm. but young enough to grow with them. And the contract is short and reasonable. Yeah, I like that. Very reasonable Randall, deal. Like we gave him max dollars. Yeah, it's not yeah, a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. It's a reasonable deal. Six. It's a reasonable right. and, and flexible deal. Six. I like that. I like that. 100%. That, yeah. that was actually a genius move because the thing about it is in next year's draft, there are some brilliant point guards. So I, honestly, it's not like we want to tank. The way it mm-hmm. is now with the new draft odds, all you have to do is miss the playoffs by a little bit and you have a chance to, you know, do really you well. You have a chance. So the Knicks missing the eighth seed, trying to grow, but missing the playoffs could be the best thing in the world that happens for us because right. it's a dynamite draft class next year. We could really get a star. I agree. So speaking of the young players, here's the thing that we've watched the Lakers and some of these other teams do. They draft good players, sign a superstar, get on this brand-new timeline, and then send those good players out before their value is established. Mm-hmm. And we have – if, if we did a terrible in the draft, I would be with it. Get rid of all of these guys, get Anthony Davis. But I think that Robinson, Trier, and Barrett, they look like they're really, really good players. And like you said, Knox, the jury's out. He picked up ball late, excellent physical body. We, he's super young. We got to see what he turns into. It would be a nightmare for me as a Knicks fan for any of those guys to pop as an all-star on another team yeah. while the guy that we paid $100 million for is limping around because he's 30 True. and he's had knee surgery or ACL True. or, you know, uh, Achilles surgery or something like that. Right. And they avoided that. True. True. Okay. Pre- appreciate the call, man. Good points. So that's the main thing for me. Appreciate Gotta it, Nelson. that young value. Appreciate it, man. Didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I just got to run through the calls before I get out of here. Um, listen, you know, some guys are tight that they gave Randall the money, and it was it's a, th- it's a two-year deal, technically. It's a two-year tryout. You have to sign somebody, man. Just because, you know, we struck out, you can't just fill the team. You still have to spend 90% of the cap. So with that, I'm not just going to bring in a couple Wayne Ellingtons. Yes, I'll bring in Ellington. We need three-point shooters. But you need to bring in still somebody, whether it's Randall or D'Lo, somebody with potential. Maybe they haven't already reached their ceiling. Somebody that can still help this team get, you know, reach another notch up. That's not a bad deal. You, we needed a four. We needed to spend some money. And we, we got him on a flexible deal. Well, I mean, what more do you want? What more do you want? You want you want to bring Malik Rose out of retirement? I, I mean, we we needed a four man. Let's be real. So you go with a young guy. You go with a young guy. Still young, twenty six years old, twenty one and eight last year. He averaged fifty two percent from the field. What more do you want? You got to continue to build a team. You got to continue to win to build a team. We obviously we're not talking about making a playoff run. But you 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 build to take the next step. And it's a two year deal. I can't complain. I can't complain about it. I I can't be mad at it. Um let's go to um Curtis from North Carolina. He wants to talk about the did I speak to you already or you knew? Go ahead, Curtis. No. Yo. Hey, hey, what's up, C P man? How you doing, bro? 
Yeah, shout out to you, man. First off, man, because you're killing it, bro. And I agree with you 100. percent As a Knicks fans, we don't need to watch the mother shows. None of that garbage. We stick right here at home, baby. Yeah, I'm not TV. with the doom and gloom, the doomsday shows. I, I really don't care, man, because I already know those nah, shows. Man. You know, I don't like to. Nah, I don't man. like to. Uh, you know, put those things down because. Um, you know, obviously those guys right. work hard, but it's a whole nother agenda, man. I'm just not with it. I don't really care what they have to say, to be honest. Right, 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 right. This is this, we. You gonna get objective Knicks information Facts. right here on Knicks fans TV. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I want to talk on that Rand, uh, Randy signing, man. I love it. I think it makes perfect sense. He's 24 years old, which fits into the youth movement, and he's still not at his peak. We don't know what his ceiling completely is. I feel mm-hmm. like he could still be better. Maybe like a, a, as far as the effect that I feel like he could have on the floor, maybe like a Draymond, but with a better offensive game. Right. Um, I I think. Uh, well, if he can be as smart as Draymond, that's one thing. Draymond, uh, he's a hothead, but he's 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 a very uh, high IQ basketball player, man. He's he's a great player. High IQ, man. right, right. Yeah. And, and I think Randall got some potential because he definitely played a, you know. I don't know exactly where his IQ at because obviously I, you know, I'm a Knicks fan. I don't follow too much Pelicans yeah. basketball, but <clears throat> from what I've seen from him, you know, he played a bully ball. I think his style of play fits New York. That grit that we like in New York, the the way he likes to bang and get dirty in the post. So I think that fits perfect. I like what we got as a core man with the youth man. Uh, yeah, Knox, I think is going to surprise people. I've been watching like some of his workout videos this off season, and he's looking real impressive. His handle is looking like it's improved tremendously. Yeah, he's working which hard. Which is one of the things I said he needed to improve most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay, <laughs> I think I think we good man. I think we're in a good position. I never wanted KD. I I know a lot of people find that hard to believe, but I feel like. We do that too much, man. Every, yeah. we, we break up what we building at home, chasing the the big names. Chasing, you always and then chasing you skirts, man. We gotta start from scratch all over again. It's true. It's true, man. Appreciate the so, call, bro. Right. So, so, so I think, yeah, man. I think we doing the right thing. We we heading in the right direction. Next fans, don't panic. We good. Okay. Man, pre- appreciate the call, man. Well, well said, bro. Well said, man. All right, a couple more calls before Ooh. I go. Let's go to um, Above the Rim. It's my mod in the chat. Above the Rim wants to chime in on Katie and Randall. How you feeling, bro? BP, what's good, bro? What's good, what's good? What's good, man? How you feeling, man? Pretty good, pretty good, man. So, check this out, CP. So, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law, he's a huge Nets fan. Mm-hmm. So, I texted my brother-in-law. I said, congrats. That's all I said. Mm-hmm. He texted me back, no very bad move, Durant is done. Mm. So, as, as, as much as a, as a Dyer Knicks fan, I am, he, he's the opposite on the Nets. And he, he doesn't like the move. Mm. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Well, it's you to be TBD on, on how well he recovers, right? We don't know. We don't. We don't have enough of a sample size know. of superstars in their prime that came back from this. All we have at superstar level is Dominique. Kobe doesn't count. Kobe was already well on his way out when he tore that Kobe, Achilles. Kobe. Exactly. So we really only have one exactly. player that we really looking at to gauge whether or not he can come back at full strength. Right. Exactly. Um, I, I like the Randall move. 
Um, it's only two years. I think Knicks fans, real Knicks fans, just, just stop crying. It's only two years. And he also had a major injury his first year. So, yeah. you know, thank God they didn't give him four years. Right, you know right. I, mean? I, I think so, it's a flexible move. You take a chance on a young player who still has potential. Why not? Right, right, right. Um, the only thing, I, you know, it, there is a difference between real Knicks fans and, gen, you know, just people who who want to just rant. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, thank God you don't watch the Stephen A. show. I used to follow him, but sometimes I, sometimes I don't want to hear all the loud yeah, right, I'm dude. not for the all like it's the entertainment like value, the man. Under the bus. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here for the entertainment right, value, right, man. Right. I, I just want to talk, keep it a hundred, you know, and, and that's it. I'm I'm not here for the exactly. shock value, bro. And the thing is, you, we're asking Perry to do 25 years of work in one year. Right, it's not gonna happen. We got we gotta build the foundation. Yep, and, and move forward. Mm-hmm. And and Dolan. Believe it or not, I think that was the smartest thing to ask for the papers because he, he already seen that did that. And look what it got us. Ten, you know, moving yeah. us back 10 years. Just yeah. because he signed Amari. So, you know, I think Knicks fans need to just be humble, change the narrative. It is what it is. And to the to the caller who was saying, you know, he was talking about, oh, you know, what, you know, there has to be a rumor, something's going on with the Knicks organization. I don't think it was that yeah, deep. Yeah, something is going, because we're not making the same mistakes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to be all right. Uh, I don't know what J.E.J. Ellis is. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he had to take care of some family stuff, man. I wish he was here tonight. Obviously, he wanted to be here. He tried, but, you know, we'll get back to it. Me and J.E.L. will get back to him. We'll get all his takes on it for sure. Well, appreciate all your help um, in the chat, man, and supporting the channel, bro. Much appreciated, bro. Always. You got it, bro. All right, man. Take it easy, man. All right, I'm going to go two more calls, and I'm going to wrap up once again. Let me just reset these things here. Salute to everybody in the chat. CP from the Knicks Fan TV. If you're new to the chat and you're a diehard Knicks fan or you're a basketball fan, this is the home for you. People in the chat that have been here for, for forever will tell you, I'll put this show up on any live stream on YouTube. This is the home of the diehard Knicks fan where we talk about Knicks news, Knicks rumors, and we do post-game fan reactions after every game where you hear from live um, callers. We get your reactions. We take the, the reactions on social media, and you get our reactions as well. It's a community that we've been building for about two years now, and we're continuing to grow. So I hope you guys will continue to support. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up and share these videos. Those are the three main ways that you can help support me in this channel and if you feel like you know we gave you value here we would definitely appreciate your support you just heard from above the rim above the rim he's a mod on the chat he's been here since god knows how long since since uh win number one of 17 out of 82 so we we've been going through it together man all right last two calls of the night josh from new york uh wants to talk about the the katie injury josh how you feeling bro good 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 so, absolutely. I mean, KD's injury is uh, something that's going to be, I mean, really tough to come back from. I mean, any Achilles injury, you got that year off, and then you have the next year getting into the game. You're just not the same player. You don't have the same spring. I mean, as a foot and ankle surgeon, I'll tell you now that you don't get the same kind of bounce. You know, mm-hmm. you have a real long road to recovery. Mm-hmm. But, you know, more importantly, like, I think that when I when I wake up and I say, okay, you know, Kyrie and KD went to the Nets. Uh, 
is and if they went to the Knicks, would I be happier? No. Because at the end of the day, I think it's like close, but it's not close enough. You know, and I think in a way we kind of spared ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pressure in New York. You know, we're a big market. And, you know, there's always the look for like, okay, what's the quick fix? All right, you know, KD, Kyrie, you know, we're going to put in these big pieces. Yeah. But I think one of the things that the Knicks have lost over time is sort of that that organic feel, you know? Just like, let's get back to some basketball and having some fun with these young guys, you know? Yeah. Let's develop a team that's fun that people want to come to. Because, you know, there's always this pressure to be like, oh, the Knicks are going to have the, the big six, right? You know, there's always something that's like, okay, you know, back in the day, I remember it was Melo. I remember when Melo was signed, I lost my mind. You know, I was mm-hmm. so happy because we were struggling for years. And But there's always like that look for the shiny object, you know? Sometimes it's got to be a little more organic, a little more... Like, I always look at the New York Yankees, man. They're always mm-hmm. coming out with these great players out of nowhere, you know? Yeah, but to <laughs> stop you there, man, to stop you there, they if if yeah. James Dolan could spend, like, the Steinbrenners, the Knicks would have a dynasty. They would have the Knicks, they would have the NBA on lock because he would spend and spend and spend. We have a salary cap in basketball. And and if you make the wrong know, moves, that's, that's if you make the wrong moves in basketball, it can set you back for years. In baseball and football, you can go from worst to first in a short period of time. In a short period of time, look that's at the true, Tampa man, Bay Rays, true. for example. Not to you know talk baseball a lot, but look at the Rays. You know the Rays were no, 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 trash, no, no. and now they're they're back. So basketball is different, man. It's hard. It's much much harder. I, I just hope the Knicks come back to having some fun this year. Like, we get a little bit more of that kind of grassroots, organic feel because I feel like if we come back to that, people are going to want to be, you know, associated with the Knicks more. You know, I worry yeah. about the culture sometimes with James Dolan and sort of the way that the Knicks are viewed in the public eye. Um, and if it becomes more of a fun franchise with these young guys playing well together, I think, you know, other stars will kind of look towards the future of, like, well, the Knicks are on the up and up. Um, but there's a lot of pressure in New York, you know, and pressure, I feel man. like um, – I'd like to see these guys work work well together this year, and I'd like to see some young talent develop this year. That's my hope. That's okay. my hope. I know we're not going to win this year, you know? Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course, man. And great call, man. Appreciate the call, Josh. Yeah, bro. No, you- Appreciate it, man. Sorry to cut you off. Um, all right, last but not least, who's Mark? How you feeling, man? How you f- Sound off, Mark. How you feeling, man? Yo, bro, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Why do Knicks, why do these other Knicks fans? I don't know if they live in New York or anything, but they don't realize that we just lost to the B side today. We, we did. Of anything? We did. Like for, for for those two to just say I'm going to the Nets, that tells you something about the Knicks. And y'all have to think for the future. Even if we get good, well, y'all y'all reach, do, do me a favor. Just just good, take it off speaker. Just just take it off speaker if you can. Take it off speaker if if you're on speakerphone. Oh, my bad. Hold on. Yeah, I got to have some more time. You hear me yeah. now? Yeah, a little bit better. All right. My whole thing is, like, I understand everybody want to go to the youth movement. The youth movement could go, both, could go two different ways. Sure. They could be good. Sure. Or they could be just bad. Yep. Yep. Okay? You said that. Yep. And when people say, oh, it's a bad idea to get Kevin Durant to come here. Regardless of the situation, we'll be at, we will still be able to develop the young guys. What's the point? Like what? Like why do y'all like shy away from the Kevin Durant injury? Kevin Durant is not a player like Russell Westbrook or Derrick Rose. He's not. He's not a super athletic player that relies. His game doesn't rely on athleticism. He's going to come back. Trust me. He's going to come back. And when he does, we're just going to feel it as an organization 
because I just feel like you should have just did it because he is Kevin Durant, and he just helps us in future purposes. The only reason why Randall came in because he's not going to get that deal nowhere else. He's not getting 21 for three years for 63. He's not getting that nowhere else. Oh, everybody's getting it because we can give it to him. We should give it to him. What you so so? What do you think about the Dolan yeah. thing where he he didn't want to where they claim he didn't want to give him the max well, because see, of the so, if, What you think about that? You see, Dolan should have never put that out. That's why now people climbing on us right now. Mm. He should have never put that out. He should have just it should have just went. It should have just been JD went to the Nets. Now when you put that out, that just shows that you didn't even you probably didn't offer him or you didn't offer him that. Like you didn't offer KD that. And KD just said, you know what? I'm gonna go to the team that just offered me offered me it. And the thing is now, I hear people talking about it's pressure. They have no pressure. Those two guys don't have no pressure with the Nets. Yeah, yeah. No that's probably why they went. And, and they knew that. They knew that. They knew that. There's no pressure. Look what happened to Kyrie. A little bit of pressure in Boston, he go to the safe team. KD? Safe. He went, he they to, went to the, the safe They went the safe route. And that's what kills me the most because that just shows me, like, these guys are just and they just weirdos, though. They just weirdos to me, man. They're really weirdos. Because what is the difference? Brooklyn had one good year. Like, why are we talking about Brooklyn like they had a good three years? And no, it's not. It's not so about that. It's about how right. their roster is constructed right now. We we got to keep it a buck, Mark. Their roster is constructed to con- be competitive now, and ours isn't. We we can't say we are. All right. No, that's right. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You don't think we had assets? Yes. If we wanted to be competitive, right? Yeah. You don't think we had assets to get those type of players? To Probably. Them? Prob- good? Probably. Well, maybe you know, I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. Maybe these guys that didn't want to wait on. No, 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 if. no, you no, no, you're right. No, you're right. No, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Yeah. They do have a decent roster. They really do. They really, really do. But don't tell me that the Knicks couldn't trade our young guys to get better players. I'm just saying that. And we had people people saying, Well, we have the next eight first round picks for the next five years. Yeah. You don't think we could have used that and entice to get a a veteran type player or a decent type of player to come play with Kyrie and KD because they're so valuable to us. But my whole thing is now, who's the next big free agent if RJ Barrett don't, don't become there, a star? There is none. Maybe it's maybe AD. Maybe AD. We'll see what happens in LA. I have good. I know. I spoke to somebody just yesterday close to AD. Said he wanted the Knicks over the Lakers, but the Knicks could just not get it done. And they, we know that AD's going into free agency next year. That's what they already guaranteed from Rich Paul. So we'll we'll see. Well, how, you, don't, you never know. You never know. But I'm I'm not worried about that, man. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm tired of worrying about yeah, next I'm year. I'm not man. tripping anymore. Yeah, I'm not tripping over. It. Yeah, I'm not even tripping no more. I'm just I'm just mad at the B side got some like you know what I mean. Yeah, of course, like, of course. Because I'm a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. You know what I mean. No one yeah. really. Let's let don't have fans. They have spectators, bro. Yeah. So now we 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 in our own town. And now we about to get it. Bitch, man. All right, man. We got kicked in the teeth, bro. I'm just. (laughs) Hang in there, my boy. Hang in there, bro. Hang in there, man. I'm going to be all right. All right, man. (laughs) That was was who's Mark. I gave Mark the, the last the last laugh, man. You know, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. You know what I mean? Mark is very emotional, but uh, I like that, man. That's a diehard Knicks fan right there. That's a diehard Knicks fan right there. And listen, like I say, you know, let, let's not act like, uh, you know, 
losing out KD. We wanted KD. I wanted KD. You know what I mean? I wanted Kevin Durant here playing with us for the Knicks, for the orange and blue, representing what this means to the city. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it it, uh, just wasn't meant to be, man. KD signs with little brother. And that, that has to hurt us. That definitely hurts us, man. As Knicks fans, as proud Knicks fans who wear the orange and blue, it, that hurts. It hurts to see that these guys walked into our town and went the other way. But I think at the bottom line is we have to give credit where credit is due. We have to respect the fact that this team is just more prepared, more um, ready than we are. And we still have to build. We still have to build. It doesn't just work that way that we get the cap space and nah, forget that. All this legacy and everything behind me, it means nothing. It means nothing to Kevin Durant, it means nothing to Kyrie Irving. It means nothing. The history means nothing. Well, I got Willis Reed behind me, Patrick Starks. All that is gone, man. Let's let's put that in the time capsule. Keep it to us. Enjoy it. But just know. That it means nothing. And that's what today means to me. That's what today means to me. So let's recap. Before I get out of here, let, let's recap what happened on the day. Obviously, the story is uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie going to Brooklyn. But there were some other moves made. The Knicks did sign Julius Randle. Three-year deal. Worth uh, $63 million. Knicks did sign Julius Randle. All right. Um, that was a little big there, so let me let me hold that down. So Knicks did sign Julius Randle. Nerlens Noel goes to the Thunder. Tobias Harris back with the Philadelphia 76ers. Ken Bazemore to the Blazers. Rodney Hood back with the Blazers. Nikola Miritich went back to Europe. Thomas Bryant goes back to the Wizards. Three-year deal worth $25 million. Jeremy Lamb goes to the Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon, big move for the Pacers. Four-year deal worth $85 million. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich goes from the Pacers to the Jazz, to the Utah Jazz. Chris Middleton reads up with the Milwaukee Bucks. Five-year deal worth $178 million. Al Farouk Amino goes to the Orlando Magic. Three-year deal worth $29 million. And Garrett Temple goes to the Nets, DeAndre Jordan also goes to the Nets. Terrence Ross back with the Orlando Magic. Gerald Green to the Rockets. Valentin is back with the Grizzlies. Derrick Rose goes to the Pistons. Don't really care about that. Harrison Barnes signs a mega deal with, with the Sacramento Kings. J.J. Redick to the Pelicans. It's a good move. Uh, I, I thought J.J. would be going to a contender, but he wants to go help the young guys out. He's going with Zion and them. I, I like what they're starting to put together. And um, that's that, man. Brooke Lopez back with the Milwaukee Bucks. And, and of course, Kemba going to the Celtics. Celtics are trying to work out a three-way deal to get Terry Rozier to the Charlotte Hornets. So let's see, man. Let, let's, see what, let's see what happens. Uh, thanks again to Moke Hamilton who joined us from The Athletic. Make sure you go follow Moke. is at Moke Hamilton on Twitter. So make sure you go follow him. Once again, salute to everybody that joined, man. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. If 
you're a diehard Knicks fan, this is the home for you. We will be back sometime this week to put a bow on this. And and you know what? Free agency's still going, man. We did get Julius Randle, but there's more moves to be made. There's more money to spend. So let's see what happens. Have faith, man. It was a tough day, but uh, we'll, we'll be all right, man. Tough day. So once again, the merch, you can find the merch in the video description. Share these videos. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Share these videos. The videos are also available in audio format. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, under Knicks Fan TV. You will find all the content right there. And uh, yeah, man, leave me a comment. For those of you watching on the replay, leave me a comment below. And uh, have faith, Knicks Nation. Tough day. There's better days ahead for us, man. We took a loss. We took a loss today, man. But we'll be all right, man. Shout out to uh, Hectic Only, Jorge Sanchez, Gregory W. I appreciate the support. Tack, appreciate the support, man. Funky Goose World, John Talento, always appreciate it. Ricky D, thank you, Ricky. Jerome Raphael says, be patient. Alex Collins, thanks a lot, man. Rest up, man. It's getting late in Ireland. Rest up. Blockboy Moss, appreciate it, man. Louis Luck, Flashpoint 2.0, two cents. Yeah, man. Thanks again, everybody. We out of here, man. Peace. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.